Time to grab a snack, pull up a chair, and pass the remote. I'm James Chalmers, and with me, as always, are my wonderful co-hosts, Nick Owen. Hello. And Tina Chalmers. Hello. I mixed up the intro a little bit, guys. Yeah, you did. You I'm know no why? longer first. You know why? Because you made made liars of me, guys. Two weeks ago, I was like, we'll be back next week. Two shows missed, because you guys had plans. Mm. Oh, well. That's not why I mixed it up. Sorry about that. I just didn't like, I, I find the doubling up of Chalmers a little bit awkward sometimes. Oh, okay. How do you normally you say with me is as always? I'm my co-host Tina Chalmers and Nick. Oh, do you need the surnames at uh, this point? Well, I mean, if yeah. I've got to imagine that. Every, just say Tina and Nick. I got to imagine that every show is someone's first show. Mm. Yeah, that's very considerate. It's the Stanley thing. <clears throat> Stanley said the reason why he like wrote like the origin of each character at the beginning of each comic book is like everyone's comic book is someone's first comic book. So you think you're as good as Stanley? No, but I think it's a great lesson, and when someone does something good, you might as well copy it. Are you the Stanley of podcasting? No, that's Kevin <laughs> Smith. Well, who's the Kevin Smith of? Don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, how are we, guys? It's been a few weeks, but we're back. Hot. It's mm. very warm. In, uh, in Lilydale right now, very warm all over Victoria. This is what I'm gauging. I've been inside in an air-conditioned shop all day. So. Mm. That's pretty good. I'm, pretty I've been sweet. inside most of the day. I had to drive around <laughs> do some Christmas shopping today. Oh, nice. Yeah, well, I've got a Christmas bonus, so it's all going towards oh, Christmas shopping. Hello. I'll expect a Ferrari. <laughs> <laughs> a little Lego one. Yeah. Even that would be expensive. I, uh, I did not do much at all today. I had to do the shopping and stuff, so didn't do any writing, which is a bit... With a, a miss for me, and I do a little bit of running every mm. day. Yes, you're coming along in leaps and bounds. Oh, riding up a storm, I reckon I'm close to finishing, and then we can talk about it. But mm. You have to do a, a, a special, you know? A special, yeah. Mm. We can do the audiobook. Mm. <laughs> so you've been working, and Tina, you are almost done with, I am with almost work done for the with year. For the year? It's that wonderful time of year where everyone's like, oh, isn't it nice to have a break finally? And I'm like, sure. Yeah. <laughs> I guess everyone except for those in retail. Mm. Mm. So if you're out there and you're shopping, just think about the people who are working. Yeah, that's right. Idea. Always be considerate about the people who have to work at this time of year. Think because... of me, guys. Yeah. No, it's true. Like I yeah. remember when I was working at re- uh, while I was working at IGA, it was like maybe the twenty first or twenty second of December, and this guy comes up to me, comes up to me, and he has his shopping. He goes, "Oh, so um, are you guys open Christmas Day?" And I said to him, no, sorry, you know, the only day we're not open out of the whole year is Christmas Day. We're open up on Christmas Eve and we're open on Boxing Day, though. He goes, what? What if I need to buy bread? <laughs> and I said, you get it the day before. Oh, but Tina, that bread's 12 hours old. <laughs> <laughs> that is a good inside joke. I was like, that's yeah. a joke that no <laughs> one's going to get and we can't explain on yeah. the show, but it's... <laughs> yeah. What? buy bread like you get it the day before and then the guy in line next to him goes she's allowed to have christmas off 
Like, he was that man. What a fucking dick. That man like, is Jesus. And, <laughs> no, but that's the thing. That's what a lot of people are like. A lot of people are like, what? What if I need to get this? You mean you're not open 24 hours a day? It's like, no. Organize yourselves earlier so that you can get it done. And also, don't be a fucking dick. Because these people are not at home with their family. They are standing in front of your ugly fucking face, listening to you complaining. Merry Christmas. Sorry, it gets me really angry. I agree. Also, if you run a shopping centre, fix your air conditioning. Yeah. Because the air conditioning at work right now does not work very well. And I might have lost a bunch of weight, but I still sweat like a fat boy. (laughs) And uh, it's tough. So, me, 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 me. What else, James? Tell us what else is going on. We'll turn this into a big therapy session. Uh, Look, the air conditioning in my car is working pretty fine. And the air conditioning in my house is working pretty good. So We're doing negatives. Uh, mm. well, there's not too much negative in my life. Tell me about your father. Oh. We'll write it down. Look <laughs> at these words. <laughs> are you Freudian? Yeah. Yeah. Nah, my dad's cool. Graz. Graz. We're getting him on the show. We have to give him to. Oh, we have a new segment debuting today. We'll talk about it later. And I think we should get him to come and do his, do one for him as well. Because man, he likes to talk. <laughs> it's a new segment that we're meant to do two weeks ago. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's alright. I don't remember this new segment. No, no, <laughs> no, you will. When I say what it is, because we, we yeah. have to watch something for it. Okay, yeah. Um, but it's fun. And then you get to... You know what? We'll get to it. Ah, oh, I remember this. Segment. Let's dive into some news and rumours. Yep. And actually, I think most of this is just news. Um, I'm going to start with uh, DC. Uh, I'm just going to run through them. I'm thinking about it differently. I'm going to run through them, but anything I want to talk about, I'm going to be like, we should talk about this. And anything mm. else, anything jumps out of you, jump at it. Um, this news just broke like an hour ago. I thought it was really cool. Uh, there's an actor named Chris, uh, Chris Messina. He's in the Mindy Project. This is Danny Castellano. Uh, um, yeah. And he was also in Live By Night, that Ben Affleck film. Mm-hmm. Uh, he played his best friend. He's just been cast as Victor Zaz in Birds of Prey, which I'm very excited which about. Which is Mr. Zaz, right? Yeah, same, yeah. same character, yeah. Uh, he's the guy who uh, kills children and families and then cuts himself for each kill in like a religious cult right. way. Mm. Very cool character. Never really been done properly. He was in Batman Begins for a little bit and they've done him in Gotham but it's not the same character really. Very cool character. Mm. Who was he in Batman Begins? No, no. This actor this actor wasn't in Batman Begins. Victor Zaz was in Batman Begins. Yeah, no, but who was he like? I mean... Um, in Batman Begins there's a trial. I think it's when Bruce Wayne comes back to Gotham for the first time yes. and um, is it, oh, what's her name? Rachel is prosecuting yeah. and there's like a guy... He's like a go to whatever, and then he breaks out of Arkham in the Narrows later as well. Okay, yeah. uh, so it's only for like a couple of seconds. Like he's yeah. not like got a big role in it, but I was like, oh, cool. Just a little nod. But now we're getting him on the screen, so that's cool. Um, speaking of Batman, Gotham is back in like three weeks, and Batman is finally going to be in this show. They announced by the end of season five, at some point, oh, we'll see cool. Batman, uh, which is cool. And I'm really digging Gotham. I thought the last season was really, really good. Um, the rest of, I oh, know, there's a little, uh, little bit of Aquaman. <clears throat> pardon me. A little bit of Aquaman news. Uh, first of all, it's reviewing very well. People are really digging it. I heard some kids in class today say that it was terrible because they saw it that on a website or something like that. They could stream movies or something. And um, um, they said that apparently it's awful. Leave those garbage pale kids alone. Yeah, but, sorry, new seven. Um, but the biggest news about Aquaman recently is it was revealed that um, Julie Andrews, the OG Mary Poppins, yeah. has a voice role in Aquaman. Oh, there you go. Apparently she's playing like a sea demon or a kraken or something. Oh, cool. I was like, Odd that's... Choice. Yeah. She refused to be in Mary Poppins too, but she's playing <laughs> yeah. a sea demon she's in Aquaman. A kraken. Uh, which I'm very excited about. Um, there is uh, a Blue Beetle film in development. Uh, we don't really know, unless you know who Blue Beetle is, that doesn't make a huge 
not a big deal, but yeah. that's still cool that they're working on characters. But the biggest DC news come out in the last couple of weeks um, is a whole bunch of concept art and like plot details from the original cuts of Suicide Squad and Justice League got leaked. And there's some pretty cool stuff in there. Um, so they released like this Dark Side concept art because originally he was into the villain of Justice League 2 and then they cut it down. They didn't do Dark Side. Um, but it included um, a scene where Wonder Woman went to like, this ancient tomb and she saw like, all these stone hieroglyphs and stuff and it had the mother boxes on there and Dark Side and it was helped to like foreshadow that character. Um, there's also um, concept art for Mark Strong uh, as the Joker. He was going to be in... Originally he was approached for the Joker in Suicide Squad. Now he's going to be in Shazam. But I was like, oh, that's cool. I like Mark Strong a lot. That'd be cool. I, I like him. I just... I need to see some... Like a thing of him as the Joker. To yeah, see, I think know, it's... I just can't see him. I think it? he'd be very similar to the way um, Joaquin Phoenix kind of looks. Because like, mm. he's got that heavy brow and like, yeah. that sharp nose and stuff. Um, and there's also some concept art for King Shark, who is uh, basically half man, half shark. Very weird character. But the main reason I started watching The Flash, because I was like, we're going to do King Shark. I was like, I, I have to see it. Um, and then the last little bit of uh, kind of news that dropped was about Suicide Squad in particular. Apparently, originally, the main villain of Suicide Squad wasn't meant to be Enchantress. It was meant to be Steppenwolf. So the villain we got in Justice League, apparently him and some parademons were going to be in there. And they were controlling Enchantress using a mother box. And it was going to all set up in time to Justice League. Which, to me, is pretty cool. I'm like, oh, like they really were trying to build this universe. Mm. And then, like... But they just didn't explain that. Well, they didn't. They had to cut it. The studio cut it. Oh. Because okay. after Batman vs. Superman, they got really worried about how dark it was. Yeah. And they made the cuts to the Justice League. They're like, no, you can't be a two-part film. It's going to be one film now. So we're going to kind of put all... They pigeonhole that stuff to the Justice League film and everything is the way it mm. happened. Now, these films still might have been awful. Um, and Justice League isn't awful, but it's not great. And Suicide Squad is fine-ish. It's fine-ish. It's not at all. I remember the first time we watched it, I was like, it's pretty good. Nick and I went to it like a week later, like 10 minutes, and I was like, yeah. we've made a mistake. <laughs> at the end of it, I looked at him like, why did we do yeah, this? <laughs> now that we know what's like, wrong with it. I think it like speaks to both of our sense of like, we just like, we're rooting for it. We we're just like, oh, I know, it's going to be good. Yeah. Um, Luna just wriggled between my legs. Um, let's dive into some Marvel news. Um, last time I was telling you about how there are these Marvel miniseries they're going to do on the streaming service. There's going to be a Loki one and a Scarlet Witch one. Um, I don't think I confirmed it, but they're actually going to be bringing the, char- the actors from the films into the TV show. So like, they're going to directly tie in. So Tom Hiddleston is going to be Loki in this miniseries. And oh, nice. Paul Bettany awesome. and, Scar- and uh, Elizabeth Olsen are going to be the, uh, the Vision and Scarlet Witch, which I'm pretty sure they said that's what that show was called. Um, the Vision Scarlet Witch. Uh, they've just announced that there's going to be a Rocket and Groot miniseries as well. Oh, that's maybe depicting awesome. maybe depicting their time before Guardians. That'd be where I would go with it. Mm. Um, although there is a whole bunch of time between Guardians two and um, uh, Avengers Infinity War. Like, there's like a four year gap between there. And if Guardians three doesn't happen now, that might be a way to kind of do mm. that. Is that not already in production? It got uh, put on indefinite hold with the, with the firing of James Gunn oh. and with the whole Dave Bautista thing they're not kind of they're kind of not sure how it's going to is he, he's holding it. out right or something like well Dave Bautista was like you've got to use a script and his script and if you don't use that then I'm not going to come back and I feel like they're going to wait till Avengers 4 kind of comes and then maybe sever ties with Dave Bautista like he's I don't disagree with what he's doing but from a corporation point of view I think he's kind of acting like a little bit of a brat mm. so they're going to be like look let's just Fill up his film. Let's just get all the films out that he's meant to his contract to be in, and then we'll get rid of him, and then mm. they'll figure out what they're going to do with Guardians. Yeah. Um, 
Oh, I think I just deleted something I need to talk about. Yes, Avengers 4. Um, we're going to talk about that trailer later, because that trailer came out. It's been reported it's going to be a three-hour film. Wow. Which to me is like, good. Yeah, yeah. Good. The only pro- the only criticism of Infinity War I have is that it wasn't long enough. Give yeah. me more. Yeah. Um, oh, can you stop humping it under the table, Loki? Jeez. Um, People didn't know you had dogs. Yeah. yeah. Um, the Russo brothers uh, had a big Q&A last week before the trailer dropped because everyone thought the trailer was going to drop there. It didn't, but they did like a screening of Infinity War and answered questions. And they basically said, look, we're going to... This in, this uh, end game, that's what Avengers 4 is called, we have a title now as well, um, is going to be our last superhero film. We're kind of done with Marvel. Like We love working with Marvel, but we're going to move on to, be, to other things. Mm. Dot, dot, dot. Unless Disney wants us to do Secret War, in which case we'll come back. And if anyone doesn't know what Secret War is, it was this big crossover in the 80s, I want to say. Um, and it was kind of like, so the Skrulls, who are the villains in Captain Marvel, we'll talk about that trailer later, um, it, it's revealed that a whole bunch of Marvel characters were kind of um, abducted and replaced with these shape-shifting Skrulls. So like Iron Man wasn't really Iron Man, all sort of mm. stuff. It's the first time Spider-Man gets the black symbiote suit because it's a, a space alien that attaches to it. this big huge mega event like and it's like so it's huge like battle movie so they're like we'll do that if they want to do that which to, to, to me is like yes do that that sounds great <laughs> keep making these big yeah, events do that. Yeah. um i'm gonna dive into some sad news now maybe the saddest news that happened uh, over the last few weeks for me anyway uh daredevil got cancelled i Dare, did not know that daredevil got cancelled um and i think that is Maybe the most obvious piece of evidence that Marvel are taking their titles back. Because that show was successful. That was a yeah. hugely popular show. Some people didn't like season two as much. I think those people are crazy. Season two is, it just rocks. I love it so much. Um, but I think Marvel, like, look, we're doing our streaming service. We're going to bring our characters back. So we don't really need Netflix anymore. Mm. Um, Luke Cage, Iron Fist, not surprised. Daredevil, big surprise. So that yeah. show was so good and so popular. And everyone's like, what about Punisher and Jessica Jones? They'll be cancelled. Mm. But they've got another series each coming out. So I'll launch those series, get their views racked up, wait a month, and they'll cancel those yeah. as well. Um, hopefully Marvel will at least keep these characters and keep these actors. Well, that's, that, I was going to say, the obvious question is whether they will just sort of like rehire... I mean, I suppose it's a different production company mm. now, but like whether Marvel will... Well, Mar- it's still, it is still Marvel-owned, but it was co-owned by Netflix. But I think you'd be hard-pressed to find a better Wilson Fisk than Vincent D'Onofrio. Mm. Like, he's so good in that show. Uh, and Charlie Cox as well, like, great as Daredevil. Like, this is... I mean, everyone, like, uh, what's his name as uh, The Punisher? John Berthold. Like, yeah. Everyone is cast so well. Um, so hopefully we'll see more of that. Because, um, yeah, that's a, a bummer. These crazy dogs. Um, I'm going to skip a few things that are probably less, less interesting. Um, the American Film Institute, the AFIs, uh, released their list of top 10 films of 2018 the other day. Black Panther's on it. Nice. That's that a pretty superhero <laughs> film. Get some. I think, mm. especially because of the kind of cultural impact that film had, I think that's maybe one of the reasons why that got there over Infinity War. Um, but awesome. That's fantastic. Like, finally, like the, not since The Dark Knight has a, a film in the genre been treated so seriously. Um, Black Panther also got nominated for three Golden Globes, including Best Score, Best Song, and Best Picture. Nice. One of the staff members today was like, it's not a very good movie. I was like, you're wrong. (laughs) It's probably, honestly, like my least favourite Marvel film this year. Oh, really? MCU film, not Marvel. Um, But I like Infinity War and Ant-Man and the Wasp better, I think. Mm. Um, But, again, I think there's, it's a much more important film than these of those. And if it wins the Golden Globe for Best Picture, it could very well be in the running for the Oscars Best Picture as well. Mm. Um, 
But Infinity War wasn't left out. It got nominated for Best Action Film at the Critics' Choice Awards, which is still pretty cool, like that it got recognised for something. Mm. Not as prestigious as the other awards, but still, you know, if the critics are nominating it, that's something. Uh, and in the last little bit of information that literally dropped around the same time as that um, Victor Zaz news is that Scott Derrickson, the director of Doctor Strange, has just signed on for Doctor Strange 2. Nice. Which is all I love that Doctor Strange mm. film. I think it's so underrated. Everyone kind of forgets about it, but there's some great stuff in that film. And visually, maybe the only film that's more visually interesting than Infinity War at this point. Mm. Um, and then I had a couple of little tidbits to talk about, and then we're going to uh, jump onto some other stuff. So this is just some random news. Uh, Venom 2 has a release date, 2020. They're doing it, made that much money. I think it's made almost a billion dollars at this point, which is crazy. Mm. But um, but that's good. Um, and also Morbius, which is the other Sony Marvel film that's in development at the moment, starring Jared Leto. Um, that's for 2020 as well. Uh, we lost another very cool person in the last couple of weeks, Steve Hillenberg. You might not know his name. He was the creator of SpongeBob SquarePants. Mm. He passed away... Um, Pretty young, I think it was 57 he was. Uh, I don't know what the cause of death was, I just kind of woke up and so I was like, ah, oh, that sucks, like... Because if anyone hasn't watched Spongebob, it's great. Like, it's such a good show. Um, Tina and I saw... Actually, I don't know about Tina, but I saw both films in the theatres. <laughs> Love the Spongebob movies. We definitely saw the second one in theatres together. Yeah. We were with Josh. Mm. So good. We, were, we went and saw it in theatres. It was Tina, um, my friend Josh and myself... We're the only people in the theatre, aside from like a kids' party, it was like 10, like 10 year olds in front of us and their parents. Crickets. The entire (laughs) audience, except for the three of us. They must have thought we were high because we were (laughs) laughing so much. There's just so much good stuff in it. Mm. Um, So he he will be missed. Um, Spider Man Into the Spider Verse is out this week in cinemas. I'm very excited about it. It's getting rave reviews. So well, in fact, Sony have announced that they're doing. Either a spin-off or a sequel, I'm not sure exactly, but it's a Spider-Women animated film. So we're going to see Spider-Gwen, Silk, Spider-Woman. Cool. One of my favourite things at the moment, one of the things that brings me more joy than anything, is seeing buses drive past with posters on them, not a Spider-Man, but Spider-Gwen. Yeah. A character that no That's one really awesome. knows. I'm like, mm-hmm. that is a Spider-Gwen poster on a bus. Yeah. And in a week's time, everyone's going to know that name, and that's mm-hmm. amazing. Um, that's very, I'm very excited about that sort of stuff. <laughs> Um, let's dive into something we never really talk about on this show, because we talk about movies and TV. Let's talk about some music. Um, but it kind of ties into movies a little bit. Uh, Ariana Grande released her Thank You Next video, which is awesome, because it just parodies a whole bunch of teen movies. Yeah. It was very, very funny. Mm-hmm. Tina and I enjoyed it. And she just got uh, named last week by as Billboard's Woman of the Year. Oh, did she? Which I thought was pretty cool. Cool. I don't mind a bit of Ariana Grande. Um, mm. it's going to do, it's going to tear my metal cred to shreds. <laughs> But uh, huh. but I don't mind her, and I, I actually quite like that song as well, mm. uh, or the message of the song anyway. Uh, Alright, enough of that music nonsense, back to movies and TV. The Good Place has just been renewed for a fourth season, which is nice. awesome. awesome. We just saw the season three mid-season finale last week. It's great, go and watch it, and get ready for season four, because I am psyched. Um, Lego Batman 2 has been announced, they're developing that sequel now, that first one was fun, so that second one should be good as well. Uh, in stupid news, Resident Evil is already in development for a reboot. Why? I say let that undead franchise die, because <laughs> it's pretty garbage after the second film. Um, and finally, Emma Stone is in talks to play Cruella DeVille in a live-action remake of Ooh, The 101 Dalmatians. That'd be cool. She'd be good. I don't know if I see her being that. I don't know. She can be pretty evil. Yeah. I, um... I would like to see a reboot of that, though. Well, they did a live-action one about 10 years ago. Oh, no, more. 15 years ago with Glenn Close. Yeah, Glenn Close. But was, now, she, was she in both? You know, they did 101 and 102. 102, yeah. I think she was in both. 
but these live action adaptations are getting pretty good now. Like, yeah. um, you know, Jungle Book, I could try to kind of take or leave, but. Um, well, the trailer for The Lion King looks incredible. Mm, yeah. Yeah. Looks incredible. Dumbo looks great. Dumbo looks like it might be Tim, Be- mm. Tim Burton's best film in years. Yeah. Like in, um, like legit a decade. Like the last good film he did is, as far as I'm concerned, it's Corpse Bride. So that's like 10 years, yeah. like 11 mm. years ago. Um, so this, I'm like, oh, Tim Burton like finally buried his, I hate Disney not. I mean, he's been doing Alice in Wonderland films, but he's really embracing just getting it right. Um... Yeah, that's all the news and rumours, guys. Actually, there weren't really any rumours. It was all news. It was all real. No which is good. at all. Psst, there's a rumour. No, there are no rumours. Uh, let's dive into some review. Oh, no, no, we'll do some trailer trash. Let's see what's up. Trailers. Trash. <laughs> I'm just making up theme songs as I go now. <laughs> um, oh, that's still recording. Excellent. Uh, there are only two that really mattered to me last week, so if there's anything else, aside from those two big ones, uh, maybe j- jump into those first. Um, Start with something because I there, I saw a trailer but I forgot about it. Let's go for a Captain Marvel drop. We'll talk about that one first. It almost seems like it didn't because the one that came out three days later really dwarfed it. But there's a new trailer for Captain Marvel and this film looks incredible. I'm super psyched for Captain Marvel. Mm. I think Brie Larson looks great. I love the mask that gives her the mohawk. Like every costume she's ever had and every hairdo she's ever had is in this film. She has the mohawk. She has the shoulder length hair. The only thing she doesn't have is the pixie cup. We might get that by the end of the film. Um... <laughs> I think it looks fantastic. I think the visuals are awesome. Seeing her fly around in space, taking down spaceships with her like phaser beams yeah. from her hands. Like, I just want to see her fight Iron Man mm, now. Mm. Um, or team up with Iron Man, but maybe mm. fight Iron yeah. Man as well. Um, I'm so in for this. Jude Law uh, doesn't have a whole lot to do in this trailer, but he's great. Young Samuel L. Jackson looks amazing. Yeah, they're um, getting yeah. really good at that de yeah. <laughs> yeah, soon they'll just be able to say dead people. Yeah. Mm. Well, they did that in um, Rogue One. Yes, yes, they did. They certainly did. Um, I thought it looked a little Green Lantern-y, and I was a bit worried about it. A lot of people have compared it to Green Lantern, but she's, like, yes, if you break it into they're both space cops, then yes, they are. (laughs) But, like, his is more about imagination and the power of will, and, like, he has to have a tool, whereas she is, like, this hybrid of human and alien and Mm. and all this sort of stuff. But I I guess, like, like, they're both space cop films, sure. Yeah. But it it was a sick trailer. Mm. I really liked it. Mm. Oh, I really liked it. I think oh, I have to see it again because I've just seen it that one time. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I really liked it. I was like, no, this looks really cool. I'm mm. excited. Oh, it's nice to have an actress of that caliber as well. And like, that's not to talk down the other performances. Like Scarlett Johansson's obviously, obviously very good. Linda Cardellini is great as Hawkeye's wife for that five minute scene she gets. Gwyneth Paltrow's good. But it's just like, we're this Oscar winner who's like, yeah. she's just hot off the Oscar a couple of years ago. And it looks like she's just bringing her A game, like to, like the same way that Robert Downey Jr. is bringing his game. Yeah. Mm. And how this dude is not going to get an Academy Award nomination, I don't understand. But anyway, that's another that's another thing altogether. Um, okay, Captain Marvel was great. They finally dropped the Avengers Four trailer. They gave us a title, Avengers Endgame, um, and I'm not sure I love that. It's very Taylor Swifty. It is. Yeah. Well, that's one of their songs. Yeah. Well, I thought because there was all these rumors like the Russo brothers were like, it's a f- like the title comes from a phrase that was uttered in a film earlier, and they're like, but it's not this. It's not Annihilation. It's not Endgame because everyone's assuming those two. And I was like, oh, maybe be like Avengers, Earth's Mightiest Heroes, like the fourth one. Go with a stupid cheesy title like yeah. that, <laughs> and they're like, surprise, it was Endgame. <laughs> um, but it's true. Like if you look at Age of Ultron, like Tony talks about on point, he's like up there, out there. That's the Endgame. Um, in Infinity War, Stephen Strange is like we're in the Endgame now. So it makes sense. Yeah. Mm. Uh, and I think there is a comic book series called Endgame as well. So um, I didn't know that I 
didn't care about the title until they announced it because I was like, yeah, that's a dumb title. And then they announced it, I'm like, oh, I'm fine with this. Yeah. And maybe it's because that trailer is just so goddamn good. Mm. Two and a half minutes with almost nothing. Yeah. It's grim as balls. Yeah, but that, like, that, they couldn't have got a better part of this, like, the MCU. <clears throat> like, his voice now is Tony Stark. I think mm. he's just so iconic. Mm. Um, oh, yeah, I was like... Yeah. She was, I was tearing, I was tearing up. up. I was like, oh, he's saying Is goodbye he's to like, Pepper. He's like, when I drift away, I'll be yeah. like, dreaming of you or something like yeah. that. Always been you? Oh, my God, yeah. yeah I'm, tearing, I'm tearing up now. So beautiful. about it. Um, and what else happens in the trailer? I, I was like... There's a lot, of, a lot of Cap stuff. Cap and Black Widow. Yeah, uh, yeah. Captain America's crying. Bring back the beard is what I would say. Yeah. They brought back uh, Hawkeye. Ronan now. That's uh, who he is in the, it's, That's who's playing. Oh yeah. Wait, what? So in the comics, um, Hawkeye goes to Japan at one point, and he kind of like starts fighting ninjas and stuff. And his name is Ronan, not Hawkeye. Oh, okay. The same character. Does this. he like? As in, like he forgets who he was and he becomes a new. No, person, no, he just, he just, just has like, like a new. Hey, call me. Mm. It's it... like how Andy after he comes back. Yeah, call from... me Drew. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> anger management's called me Drew. Well, he's he's like, gonna... yeah, I'm not going to call you that. No, he's just under. He's operating a different name. I think it's when the Kate Bishop Hawkeye character comes as well because there's a female Hawkeye. Oh, so I think okay. she takes over that role and he goes off on his own adventure. Yeah. But they did that with Cap in the in Infinity War. They never called him that, but in. Infinity War, he was Nomad, not Captain America. Oh, yeah. okay. It would be funny if he came back and made the Avengers do, like, zip lining or something like that. <laughs> yeah, slacklining. Slacklining. Yeah. <laughs> um, hey, if you mess it up, you're a real Nelly. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then, obviously, at the end, we see Ant-Man. Mm. So, how the hell does he get out of that quantum realm? Yeah, exactly. Well, here's the thing. I've been on Reddit a lot this last week. Uh, following the Marvel feeds and stuff. And apparently... Because Cap has a line where it's like, is this live or is this a recording? Mm. And people suspect that maybe they're watching footage of him from the past. Like maybe he came up before the Infinity oh, War right. events yeah. to try and like join them. No, because then she goes, this is live. This is happening right now. Yeah, but that could be a different scene as well. Like the way it's cut. Like remember how... In- yeah, but... No. I'm just saying, don't take anything you see in these trails for granted. Like they cut, they put shots in that Infinity War trailer that did not come up in the film. Yeah, um, but well, either, um, no, I think he got out. Mm. Oh, I think no, I think it's stupid that they would be like, oh, you're stuck in the quantum realm, and then for the last movie, it's like, hey, you're still stuck in the quantum yeah, realm. Yeah, he would have to. He be has out. to come out. Oh no, like, he will come out. But yeah. people suspect that maybe he'll come out in the future. Yeah, like you'll see his grown-up daughter. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but like, so he missed the first Infinity War because he was like house under house arrest. Yeah. Mm. You can't have him just missing in the quantum realm for the second one. Yeah. So. No, but I think there will be some quantum realm stuff going on in this film. I don't think you can just have him appear. Like, I think you have to explain how he got out. Yeah, for yeah, sure. No, but like, you you, I'm, I don't want them to waste any more than like five or ten minutes of this precious three hours. I, th- I think they'll use the quantum realm quite a bit. I think that's going to be used to help go back and stop Thanos. Um God, my belly is so loud. <laughs> I thought it was Loki, yeah. like it's grumbling. Um, so many theories, like it, and they gave nothing away. People were going crazy over the Thanos scarecrow. Everyone seemed to like that quite a bit. Mm. Thanos uh, scarecrow, I don't remember. Yeah, that. like he, he's walking through the reeds at one point, and his arm is just like kind of perched up like a little scarecrow. I thought it was like floating no. along. No, it's on um, it's on like a, it's on sticks. That's actually straight from the comics as well. Like at the end of Infinity Gauntlet, he um, he retires and becomes a farmer. Mm. Once he like loses, um, we have some nebula stuff. Farm? 
We have some, yeah, Nebula hanging out with Tony. Ah, yes, I see. Where's that? I miss that. Um, so when Nebula's in the ship, she puts it. You see a hand go on someone's shoulder. That's Nebula and Tony, like because Nebula's hand. Are they the only two? I, you know, I forget what happened. At, who died at the end of the last one? Yeah. So there, it's interesting because like the oxygen's running out, and you know what's going to happen to Tony. There's no a lot of people like that is probably from the end of the film. They think that maybe like, I don't think so. I think I don't think Tony dies alone in a spaceship. I mm. think if Tony Stark dies, he dies in a big way. I think he dies mm. sacrificing himself. Um, either fighting Thanos or maybe like there's other other suspicions that maybe like Thanos isn't the big bad of this like people think maybe you know because Thanos is done and maybe in the comics he kind of regretted what he did and felt bad and stuff and so maybe it's actually like the work of other villains at play so who knows they give us so little in this yeah yeah um and no hint of anyone who died well, we see... No, we we, uh, we do see... The photos of Peter and Shuri. Although Shuri, I didn't think got... Um, I didn't, didn't think she got dusted. I thought the only one that got dusted was T'Challa. But on the screens, it's like people suspected missing. Because they don't yeah. know. Like, they don't know what yeah. happened up there or whatever. So maybe <clears throat> Shuri, like, went on the run or something. Like maybe she went up to, like, yeah. Mbaku's Mountain or something. Um, very cool trailer. So little... Is given in there, and I'm just so excited for it now. And so I was talking to some people, and they're like, "I didn't need a trailer." I'm like, "Yeah, I didn't either. Like, I was going regardless." But now I'm just like, "Hurry up, April! Like, yeah, get yeah. here." Um, that is a quick turnaround for yeah. such a big movie. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, and apparently, we're going to see a Spider-Man trailer soon as well. Really? Yeah, they showed it at they showed it at Comic Con. I think but last. How can you show that? Excuse me for interrupting. How mm. can you show that before the film comes out? Well, I think most people assume that Spider-Man's coming back, but. Um, they were at this Comic Con in Brazil, I think, last weekend, and they're talking about um, the film. Uh, and like Tom Holland was this, everyone knows that Spider Man isn't it? Um, but you could kind of not reference Infinity War and make it seem like it's happened before Infinity War. Mm. Or alternatively, they announced that because um, Myster- Jake Gyllenhaal's playing Mysterio in this film, who is normally a villain, and they're like, he's actually going to be a hero in this film. He's going to be teaming up with Spider Man, mm. which I think is going to be like a bait and switch. I think he's going to start off good and then like be manipulated yeah. by whatever. But you could just do a Mysterio trailer. Like, you could just not include Spider-Man yeah, in if you're... Yeah. But, like, photos of Lita, they've showed him in the noir suit and lots of stuff, so you can kind of... Well, I mean, we know, don't we? we know yeah. That, but it's just that, like, if you just show him swimming around Brooklyn, you're like, yeah. oh, okay, well, he obviously is fine after this end game. Yeah. So, it'll be interesting to see, but also because Sony own it, um, like, Marvel just... Like, Marvel, it's part of the MCU, but it's a Sony-run one. They can kind of do what they want with their marketing. Like, they've got a... Advertise this film they're releasing, so yeah. Pardon me. I'm not sure, but I'm sure they'll be tactful. Hopefully, they won't be like when Tony Stark died. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Although if Sony wanted to ruin Marvel, they could do that. Although then they'd never work together again. Yeah, true. Yeah, but it would cost them a lot of money. No one would go see it. It's true. Um, that is all the trailers, guys. Unless you no, had the other tra- we have more trailers. We have Dumbo. We talked about Dumbo last episode. Oh, did we? Yeah. Oh, okay, never mind. Uh, I saw a trailer which looked pretty good for um, this film starring Natalie Portman. Okay. I think it's called Vox Lux. Okay. It is called that. Man, you are so good at remembering titles. Thank you so much. <laughs> um, and it kind of like, it felt like they, I don't know if you noticed this as well, but like, for like a certain type of film in Hollywood, there's like a real like boom in them. And at mm. the moment it seems to be like those like, um, based on real life kind of like singer success mm. stories. Um, and so Natalie Portman's playing like this pop star, mm. um, and I think her career gets sort of like 
catapulted? Uh, yeah, catapulted, but like I think it looks like similar to A Star Is Born. Mm. It like gets like derailed a bit by like management uh, and stuff like that. Mm. Mm. Um, but it looks really good. I really enjoy films sort of set in and around the music industry. Yeah. Um, and I would recommend, I'm guessing neither of you have seen the trailer. Like, no, I haven't. I still haven't watched Star Is Born or Bohemian Rhapsody. Yeah. Or someone called it at work the day, Bo-Rap, which really upset me. Oh, right. Yeah, I'm like angry right now. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, it looks really good. Natalie Portman's always good value. Mm-hmm. So check that out. Nice, man. Um, they did also release release a teaser for Game of Thrones Season 8, which to me was a waste of time. The same. That's not a teaser, it's just like... Yeah, it was. It was just fire CGI and... footage. Yeah, it, was... it was like crossing the chessboard or whatever yeah. and fire and ice meeting in the middle, which we knew was going to happen yeah, anyway. Exactly. Um, they're just trying to drum up interest, which is fair enough. But believe me, that show's not going away. Everyone is mm. amped for this final season. I do not want that final season to ever arrive because it will mean... It's over? It's over. And I'm... I feel like they're going to get it right. I just got this feeling they're going to get it right. Um, Tina was actually saying the other day we've got to start rewatching it from the start so by the time it comes out we yeah. can be ready to go uh, which will be an arduous task but it'll be an enjoyable mm-hmm. task can I just make can I just go back to this Vox Lux for a second mm-hmm. um, IMDB has given it the most vague synopsis yeah. listen to this well it won't be IMDB uh, well, yeah. yeah an unusual set of cir- set of circumstances brings unexpected success to a pop star <laughs> I'm That's intrigued. Like a few things happen, and <laughs> yeah. then things happen. Something happens to someone, which leads yes. to something, okay? That's exactly. all you need to know. Like, that is the vaguest so, thing ever. From the trailer, I think... Oh, but then if you click on that, it's like a... There's an additional it's synopsis, like a billion yeah. word synopsis. Yeah. Um, and I mean one billion. <laughs> um, I think when you watch the trailer, I think a friend or someone dies while she's a child okay and i think she sings at the funeral and i think that's what catapults it oh okay well it says here apparently natalie portman shot her part in only 10 days bloody hell yeah she would have spent nine like getting this makeup (laughs) yeah is it a black swan makeup (laughs) yeah they just recycled (laughs) um jude law's in it as well Mm. as is willem dafoe do you want me to just read out the whole cast? <laughs> no, that's right. They can search it up themselves. Mm. Uh, and I think that's about it in terms of trailers. I'm sure I've seen more, but I just can't think of them. Don't mind me, I'm just chewing yeah, a chocolate snake. Uh, has anyone seen, and by anyone I mean either of you guys, seen the trailer for the I guess it's a remake of Jungle Book uh, on Netflix it's got like oh, Benedict Mowgli? yeah it's got mm. Benedict Cumberbatch but, it, Benedict yeah. Cumberbatch. but it's not the oh. Andy Serkis one is it Cause it is that yeah oh is it on, yeah. it's on Netflix yeah I, I, I thought it was going to theatres oh okay because um, I really want to see it because the, tra- the first trailer was really good and they go for a darker more adult take I heard yeah I mean, I've only seen the trailer. Like, you know when you hover over a title on Netflix and it just plays like a short trailer? Yeah. Um, yeah, I do want... Oh, cool. I, that's awesome. I didn't realize it was out. Because someone was saying that the other day. I'm like, no, no, no. That's not the Andy Serkis one. That one comes out in theaters next year. Yeah. I was wrong. It's out on Netflix. Cool. It might be... It might have been like a coming soon mm. thing. But like, they don't usually put stuff on there for... No, no I think it, 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 it is up there, a, yeah. yeah. It's up there, so... Um, I just thought it was like a, like a kind of Netflix similar title type mm. thing. Like, Magli, a story of a boy. Yeah, I mean, the cast. Christian Bale, Kate Blanchett... Benny C. Benny C. <laughs> Naomi Harris. Andy Serkis couldn't help it put himself in his film. 
He's playing Gollum. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and yeah. Caesar. You no, know, he's just playing Andy Serkis. Yeah. <laughs> he's playing himself. Caesar retired after those apes films, went to the jungle. If you've seen those films, it does not end well for Caesar. Oh, I know. Spoilers. The film's been out for like a year and a half. Yeah, well, some of us haven't seen it. Right? Some people haven't seen Finding Nemo, I know. <laughs> Are you going to tell me that he gets found? Nemo. Yeah. How does he get lost? Um, of he, course he gets found. He gets distracted. Um, at, oh, how does he get at, lost? At school. Do you live in a, yeah. Is it like set in like a fish bowl kind of environment? No, it's in the ocean. It's in the ocean, okay. yeah. Okay. Uh, he gets distracted by like a boat. Um, they're like, because they're like, oh, let's go, like, go touch the boat or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And um, a net comes in and, and takes scoops, it, scoops him, up. him up. And then his father, played by Albert Brooks, in it is... a career-defining performance, <gasps> I would say. I gotta... It's great. It is just I like, be... because he's like, no, like, he's lost, he's lost. And so he literally travels from, like, the top of Queensland all the way down to, what is it, Sydney or something yeah, like I that. Yeah, I think so it's an Australian. Yeah, 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 it's set in the Great Barrier Reef. Oh. Yeah, um, Eric Banner plays a shark. Called yeah, Bruce, and, not yeah. and they try. They have like a shark intervention where it's they like don't AA, eat fish. It's like AA, where they yeah. eat fish. Yeah. Um, and um, yeah, he like travels all this way to find his son, and mm. then it's like, oh, it's really good. Rogues in it. Yeah, yeah, Rogues in it. He plays yeah. like a seagull or something. Yeah, he does. I saw your son, but I'm yeah. not gonna say where he is. Yeah. That was a pitch perfect impression of Rogue yeah. Seagull. It's a really good movie. It's great. Okay. Sequel don't is garbage. So don't, don't watch Finding Dory. It's garbage. Who is finding? Who's Dory? Um, so Dory's John a Dory. fish that <laughs> Dory's a fish that um, the dad Marlon. comes across. Marlon comes across mm. as he's looking for his son, and so the, the issue that Dory has, and Dory is played by Ellen DeGeneres, issue that Dory has is that she, because um, she's so forgetful, because she's got a fish brain, she can't mm. remember things. Um, she ends up like losing all of her friends and things like that. So no one ever like hangs out with her. And he's like, um, at first he's like, you're annoying, like get away from me and all this kind of, but she kind of wears him down yeah. eventually. And she's like, And no, he's like friends. good for her. Like he helps her remember and stuff. Yeah, exactly. It's Solomon. <laughs> like, I mean, like what most, is it? like one, two, three, Wallaby ways, Sydney. Yeah. 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 Like that. yeah. Uh, Escape! <laughs> what this means? Escape! Like most Pixar films, it's solid. Like it's really good. Mm. It is really good. Should we, uh, review some stuff guys? Let's do yes. it. Um, I'm going to just cover a couple of TV things really quickly. Um, Daredevil season three. I haven't talked about it really on the show. Watch it; it's incredible. It may be the best season they've done. What? You haven't seen it? No, I'm watching oh, it. It's so good. Like Wilson Fisk, a big Willie Fisk is back, and maybe better than ever. Big Willie Fisk. Yeah. I, so the thing that stopped me watching it is because I still I'm not up to date on the others. Did you watch Defenders? Yes. Oh, then you're fine. Like, okay, the, there's yeah. nothing that ties into this. It's kind of yeah. standalone. Okay, well, that's good because I was like, oh, do I need to watch season two of Jessica Jones? No, I haven't watched that yet either. Or I'm um, Iron Fist. All right, cool. But um, it's it's awesome. They do uh, Bullseye finally, and they get it so right. Um, this also made me. This season made me cry more than season two. And, really? Like we know how much I cry with okay, Electra. Well, that means so. Elodie Young is back. Um, I'm not gonna say. Any- you know what? I no, I'm not gonna say anything. Um, but. No, even like the Bullseye stuff. There's like a Bullseye origin episode and it just like destroyed me. I was like, oh my God, it's so sad. Um, but the fight scenes are better than ever. Like there's another great hallway scene. Um, oh, good. There's a great, like the first time Daredevil and Bullseye kind of fight each other. It's just nuts. Because he's the deadliest man. He's got the, he's got the deadliest hands in the Marvel Universe. So he's like whipping staplers and pencils oh, and erasers and stuff. It's just nuts. It's so stupid, but it's so good <laughs> at the same time. Um it's really good um, so I re- highly recommend that and then a show that Tina and I have been watching just recently uh, called Sick Note starring old Rupert yeah. Grint yeah okay it's, I know. Uh, we've I only seen two episodes it's not 
It's not bad. Look, I, yeah, I like it. We're enjoying yeah, it so like far. It's it. weird seeing him play such a kind of a in such a he's the play, it's such a dirty playground of a show. Like there's a lot of sex and kind of drugs and stuff. And like it's just so weird seeing like one of the Potter kids mm. being in that environment. Um, but he's totally good. Man. Mm. Like he's really interesting. I really want to see him in Snatched. Snatch, Snatch. Yeah, like the oh, reboot yeah. of the yeah. show. Oh, they're rebooting yeah. it. They rebooted it into a show. Oh, okay. Ages ago. Oh, I didn't know this. Yeah, long, long I time missed that ago. one. Um, and, um, long, long time ago, I think it was like last year or the year before. Um, um and, um, yeah, I really wanted to watch it and then I completely forgot about it. And then when I was like doing a little bit of research on this, I was like, oh yeah, he was in such. But, um, um he's really good in it. Like, yeah, he's, he's really good He's in very, it. like very funny, even though he's not necessarily likable at the beginning. Um, he quickly kind of turns that around and he's kind of... Sympathetic. He plays comedy very well. Uh, and Nick Frost funny. is in it and he's great. Yeah, he's and, awesome. and he plays such a... I feel so sorry for that oh, character as well. such a fucking idiot. And Will's mum from Inbetweeners is in it as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah. Um, Don Johnson is in it, like, as the... He's the guy who runs the insurance company, the American guy. Mm. It's uh, it's solid. Like, it's definitely... I, I first was like, yeah, it's not bad. It, it's good. Like, it's definitely worth watching. Um, so we won't rate it or anything to ship, but it's definitely worth checking out. Uh, you and I went and saw a movie, Nick. Did we? Yeah, we went and saw The I Girl remember. and the Spider's Web. I remember it. The... Part of the Millennium Trilogy that isn't part of the Millennium yeah, Trilogy. The soft reboot the... starring none of the cast members from the last <laughs> film and directed by a different guy. And it is... Well, what did you think, Nick? It's part of the Millennium CU. <laughs> as we'll call it. Uh, look, I obviously enjoyed it more than you. Sure. From that intro. Um... I do really like that universe, and I did also really like when they rebooted it and made it a little bit more shiny and palatable. With Daniel Craig. Daniel Craig. Love that movie. I think it's so good. Fincher knows what he's doing. And this is still enjoyable. It's just losing, as it's, as this sort of series, or as they keep making them, it just seems to, it's definitely losing its darker edge. Mm. It's definitely becoming a lot more just palatable, and she's becoming a lot more James Bondish, isn't she? It's a, the, so... I haven't watched the original films, I haven't read the books, but I know, I've seen the remake, I know a little bit, bit about it. It's basically, if I'm to be correct, about a woman who was basically violated and molested and became a vigil, kind of enforcing vigilante justice for women who were hurt and didn't have a voice or ability to save themselves. Really dark, but also like super satisfying because it's, it's people getting their just desserts. Mm. But and the, this felt like the safest, like this was the safest movie I've ever seen. Like, <laughs> okay, well, it definitely wasn't that, but like, in practical terms, mm. like she's always um, outsmarted. She's not stronger than like some of the men she beats. No, 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 not at all. So she's a lot smarter, mm. and so she'll plan out the way this film starts. You know how she? Yeah, the opening of the film is the best part of the film for me because like this is dark, this is messed up. I love what's going on here. Like yeah. the whole. String up the dude that, in the apartment, right. like, the weird murky origins of the film. These, I was like, this is going to be great. Yeah, those, the, like those methodical plans. Yeah. I think that's how she captures this film. But I didn't like seeing her like, drive a motorbike off of three chocolate. Onto ice? I hated that so much. Sort of like, oh, this is just like bad James Bond films. I know? didn't like that. I, um, I liked that she had like this kind of like grease paint mask, which she never uses again. Mm. Like she never covers her face once ever again. It's just... It felt very sanitized. Like, there's still some, like, it's still, like, look, it's not a kid's film. No. But, like, for the subject matter and for the films that came before it, I'm just like, like, yeah, this was, like, second-rate Bond. Mm. Like, the, I did like the airport scene quite a bit, like, her kind of trying to break the guy out yeah. of the airport. Um, filling the uh, suitcase full of dildos was a nice touch. Um, so there are a couple of things in there that were kind of amusing and, like, some well-executed stuff. 
But yeah, it was just like, a, like Steve Merchant, I think, was maybe not the best choice. I like, I love him, mm. but it's just, he's, I was waiting for him to make me laugh. Yeah. Um, and unlike Logan, where he really like commits into this really good performance, just wasn't the same kind of thing. He's yeah. kind of got his there. I'm not, I'm not sure, I, unfortunately, just for him and his mm. look, I'm not sure I buy him as like a nuclear physicist or whatever he is. Oh, I forgot film. about that. Yeah, this film's, uh, instead of like defending poor battered women, this is about a nuclear missile. Mm. And her, she's got like an offsider who's like this CIA guy who like flies in and it's like a one, you know, they're, they're both like hackers. They're both tracking each other through phones and stuff. It's just very like fake. I just yeah. didn't care. Like there were no stakes. Like the minute they introduced a nuclear weapon, I was like, well, I know how it's going to end because no film about a nuclear weapon ever ends with the nuclear weapon going off. Yeah. <laughs> like in the history of, uh, except for maybe like Hills Have Eyes, mm. which is great. But uh, it just, just, it's not going to happen. Like if it's a spy thriller... She's going to save the day. Yeah. And I don't know whether I dug her accent. No, I thought it was good. I don't know if it was good. I don't... And I don't want to be that guy. You've been to Sweden. <laughs> um, live there. Yeah. I, it was good. I mean, I don't, maybe, I don't necessarily know whether her accent... I'm not necessarily kind of questioning the validity of her accent. Mm. I just didn't like that voice. I was like, oh, it's so kind of... It's just very... It's, it sounded like a child Muppet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And I was like, I can't take anything you're saying seriously. Yeah. I, just, I don't know what it was. And I've never seen Claire Foy and everything else. Apparently she's amazing in The Crown. I just didn't really dig on her. I didn't dig on her, like, the sexy writer who had a wife but was still, like, hitting on her. Like, the Daniel Craig character who was mm. made 20 years younger and had, you know, boy band blonde tips. Mm. And so yeah. There were some weird choices in the film. I, I thought she was good. And I thought that's three for three for casting. Okay. Elizabeth Salander. Okay. Um, I think that they've all been pretty good. I really like Rooney Mara, and I haven't seen... Who's the other one? The girl from Prometheus. Um, I know her name, I've just forgotten. It's like, almost like an anagram of Rooney Mara. Um, yeah. Numi Rapace or something. That's like it, that. it's I was going to say Maya Rudolph, but it's not her. <laughs> that would be amazing, by the way. Maya Rudolph <laughs> yeah. as the girl with the dragon <laughs> tattoo. Yeah. Um, so it was kind of a, a, bit um, of, a bit of a miss for me. Like, And I wanted to like it. I was really hoping it would, but just once... Once, like, we got into, like, the CIA and, like, all the computers and stuff, I was... And I know that she's a hacker, but, like, there's ne- there was never a scene in the last one where it's like, and a wall of monitors, yeah. as far as the eye can see. Like, I just... <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh, okay, and this is... Yeah. They're going for a different audience. It certainly felt a lot more disposable than the previous um, films in mm. the Millennium Cinematic Universe. <laughs> just really um, stick into that. <laughs> it's going to become a thing, and it's going to be what we're famous for, okay? So. <laughs> oh, man, can we say something better? <laughs> It's very good, Nick. I like it. Thank you. Um, yeah, so I think, but it, it didn't like. When I look back on it, there wasn't a lot. Like, there wasn't anything really memorable, you know. Yeah, it just it felt like a wasted opportunity, really. I guess it's... even the, the main villain of the film, who it turned out to be, it was sort of just like that twist, or that didn't need to. Be well, there was no characterization. Like that's that was. Um, I remember someone when Wonder Woman came out. They were like, I, I think Wonder Woman was excellent. I think it was really good. The biggest problem for me is the villain. Like, Ares is a cool villain, but you never ever meet him because you have that twist. And because you have that twist, you don't understand his motivations, you never get to know his relationship with Diana, like, so it's missed. Personally, I didn't mind, because I thought that, like, I, I thought there was enough going on in that film and enough conflict. I didn't need, like, a solid villain. Mm. But with this, like, I was just like, who's the bad guy? And when she rocked up, and it's like, it's her sister, spoilers, which it isn't a spoiler, because it's in the goddamn trailer. Yeah. So also we knew it was okay, coming. Well, if we're talking about their sister being... I also didn't like this thing where it's like, well, they're just super sisters now because they've had like a... They've got a really fucked upbringing. Mm. Um, like, 
like she's like this hero who can hack she's a hacker mm. and this uh the sister's just like this evil genius it's just mm. like what what kind of family is this mm. yeah it's uh, it's just yeah it's just and i th- i've heard that like after the original trilogy because obviously the the writer passed away and mm. then someone else wrote new books i've heard that the new books aren't very good like people kind of been disappointed with the kind mm. of the direction so maybe it's less about the film and more the subject material but to me it's like if you're not going to bring back Daniel Craig and Rooney Mara and David Fincher, why won't you just start from scratch again? Like, people won't care. Like, mm. people go and see so many... Like, people went and saw three different Spider-Man films with three different actors in it. Like, they yeah. don't care. Like, just make a good film. Like, if the source material isn't good enough, don't base it on that. Yeah. But it's just Sony doing a cash grab again. Like, the same way, like, their Marvel Universe is kind of a cash grab now. Same way a lot of Warner Brothers stuff is a cash grab. It's less about making quality cinema and telling good stories and more about, like, let's just make money and then we can pay for the big spectacles. But if eventually we're going to stop going. Like, people aren't going to go and see these films anymore mm. if they're not good. And then you're going to have the money to make the big spectacle films you want to make. Um, so, I don't know. I didn't like it. I don't know if you could tell. Um, I could. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was good. I definitely didn't, like, love it. But, mm. yeah, obviously liked it more than you. And... Our scores are definitely going to reflect that, no doubt. I'm going to guess your score based on your review. Well, what are you guys going to score it out of? Suction bag, like human size, human shaped vacuum bag, vacuum seal human bags. Yeah. Sort of <laughs> that was weird. That was that was weird. a cool bit of like that. That stuck with me. That was. It also bit. felt like something out of like a German erotica video. Mm-hmm. Insight into James's computer. <laughs> Okay, I'm going to guess that your score is five. You're very generous. Uh, mine is four vacuum seal bags out of ten. Vacuum. Okay, mine is about six. Okay. But then we have different, like, I've noticed this a lot. I, I, I don't really go below five because I think that, like, five is, like, is pretty low. mediocre anyway, you know? Like, I think the lowest score I've given on this show has been a three. I think it for Resident Evil last year. Mm. Um but um, but then, like, Tina and I were talking about uh, this the other day, and I'm like, you know, sometimes I'll give a movie, like, a five, but I'll never watch that movie again. But then there I was like, it's a watchable five. Like, I'll totally go back and watch yeah. that. Like, it's not a, like, the quality is maybe the same, but the enjoyability factor is different. Like, that's why I find it hard to kind of give scores sometimes, because, like, something can be really good. Like, Shinless, this is really good. Probably don't ever need to see that film again. Yeah. Like, because I don't need to be that sad ever yeah. again. And then there are other films where I'm like, well, like, it wasn't very good. Like, The Room... It's a terrible movie, but I get so much enjoyment out of it, but I can't... Like, I think Seth Rogen was talking about it um, in an interview once, or when they were talking about Disaster Us. He's like, it's not a good movie, but if it's not a good movie, why do we watch it so much? Yeah. Like, we yeah. enjoy it so much, and I think he uses Schindler's List example as well. He's like, Schindler's is perfect, fantastic film, never want to watch it again, but The Room, I've, I've watched The Room far many more times than Schindler's yeah. List, and that doesn't seem right, but that's how it is. Yeah. Um, but for me, this was isn't. It's not a watchable five. A four. It's a. It's a four. Mm. It's okay. a. It's a yeah. <laughs> Let's just hammer that nail. I, mean, yeah, I was gonna say your logic checks out. Uh, for me, it wasn't like. Yeah. For me, I'd rather spend like two hours watching something else. I could watch it again. Nice. It's a watch a rewatchable six for me. That's that's fine. That's good. Um, I'm gonna run through a couple of films I saw by myself, and then we'll jump in because Tina saw some things as well. Um, I've got another. I've got a show to review, but I'll do that last. Uh, okay. Um, Which I think Tina has seen. So I watched a film, uh, I watched these three films over the last two weeks. The first one uh, I'm going to talk about is a film called Tulip Fever, uh, starring Alicia Vikander, who is arguably one of my favourite actresses in the world right now. I think she's really, really good. Um, 
she's in Ex Machina, which is one of my favorite films of all time. Uh, she's also Lara Croft in the new Tomb Raider film. And this film was kind of panned by critics, but I, I didn't agree with it. It's about like a young woman who's kind of like bought by a fancy, like rich aristocrat in the 1600s during the height of tulip sales in Holland. It's a really weird setting. <laughs> but she ends up marrying Christoph Waltz, and then she kind of has this sordid affair with a young, like a young painter. And I thought it was pretty good. Like I thought it was enjoyable. I thought the performances were great. Um, the only thing is, I kind of felt like it's a love story, but it's not a justifiable love story. Like. Everyone is wrong in this film, except for Christoph Waltz, who gets the worst end of the, the bargain, basically. Mm. Uh, I won't say too much more than that, because I think people should give it a go. Like, don't listen to the critics, but I think it's totally... It's like a totally good, like, kind of romance film. And there's some good performances, like um, uh, Cook from Skins, I always forget his name. Mm. He's in it. Um, I can't remember who played the young... Pe- I should just look this up. You know what? It doesn't matter. It's good. It's definitely worth checking out. Jack someone? Yes, it's Jack O'Connell. O'Connell. Yeah, there we go. We got it. We got a boy. Uh, so, Tulip Fever, definitely not a terrible film. Maybe like one of the weaker Alicia Vikander films. It's still totally good. Um, the next one I watched is a, I really enjoyed. This might end up in my top ten this year, I'm not sure. Uh, and it was called Thoroughbreds. And it stars Anya Taylor-Joy, who was the girl in Split. Mm-hmm. And she was also the girl in The Witch. And it also stars Olivia Cook, who was the girl in Ready Player One. Um, and basically, oh, the ugly one. Yeah, the ugly girl. Um, although after this film, I'm like, oh, I guess she is like, she's a little bit ugly to look at. And she's not like, she's a gorgeous girl, but like her performance in this was way more convincing and she seemed a little bit uglier. Hmm. Um, and it's about these two kind of like late teen, early twenties girls. Um, uh, one of them ha- is like a sociopath like she just has a personality disorder and they are um, getting together to kind of study or whatever. And they decide to hatch a plot to murder one of their stepfathers. And that's what the film is. It's the whole point of like, their friendship kind of. This kind of weird, beneficial yet toxic relationship between these two girls building into this crescendo of like, should we go through with it and kill this guy because he's a jerk, or should we just kind of try and put it behind us? And I thought it was fascinating. It's very minimalist. It's the last film that Anton Yelchin was ever in, who played mm. um, Chekhov and uh, Star Trek. He's, he's great in it. Like, it may be one of his one of my favorite performances of his. The girls are really, really good. They're both really charming and funny and terrifying. Um, yeah, I loved it. I'd give that a definitely a seven. I'll give it seven horses. Thoroughbred horses. Yeah, and you'll understand why when you watch the film. Uh, it's dark, but it's it's very enjoyable as well. Uh, and then the last one I was going to talk about before Tina and I review our movies. Well, I've also got some movies to review too. We've got so many to talk about this yeah. week, guys. It's been two weeks. Um, Mine will just take five minutes. Yeah. I watched uh, Mandy starring Nicholas Cage. Oh, God. I couldn't even watch the trailer. Um I got it. I got it for free, and it might be one of my favorite films of the year. I loved this movie Is so it much. As crazy as the trailer makes it. It's well. First of all, it's a film about a cult, which I've said said on the record many times that I love anything that's about a cult. I'm in. Like I will commit. Um, it's very psychedelic. I don't know who the cinematographer was, but whoever it was did some of the best camera work I've ever seen in a film in the last 10 years. <clears throat> There's this beautiful shot at one point where Nicolas Cage is lying in bed with his girlfriend, wife, whatever. They never really explain the relationship. And it pans up and looks as if the galaxies just opened up above them. It's, oh, it's so beautiful to look at. Um, one of the best decisions they made with this film is not to give Nicolas Cage a lot of dialogue. He actually doesn't speak very much. I think that really lends to the film. Because I like... I, I think Nicolas Cage can be very hit and miss. Love him in Kick-Ass. But there's other stuff on the like, oh, that dialogue's cheesy. It's just a little bit weird um and there are moments in this film like oh like they should have maybe shut him up there but mm. um 
I, I dug it so much. I thought it visually was so cool. Such a bizarre concept. It's about like heavy metal and demons and this weird Jesus cult, and mm. it's so bizarre. It's but because it is, it's so memorable. Um, and I really, really enjoyed it. Um, so I'd give that. Um, I'm going to give it eight heavy metal uh, bikies out of ten. Mm. <laughs> I really dug it. It's definitely worth checking. Out. Even if you hate it, I think it's worth checking out because it's just so interesting to watch. Just so interesting to look at. Um, yeah, Mandy, I loved it. Tina, do you want to talk about, talk about a couple of your films and then we'll get into our dual yes. review? So I have made it my mission uh, to watch trashy Christmas movies this Christmas. And as we all know, Netflix is oh, doing a really good job with all of its trashy Christmas movies. They really are loading them up. So I watched three. Three can, can in two days. Sure. Is one of them, or two of them, the, like, there's a sequel, the one yeah. where the girl goes to like that Eastern European yes, country. That doesn't exist, yeah. Beldovia or Belgravia yeah, yeah, yeah. or and Aldonia. The, and then the yep. sequel? Yes. Do, are they two? So I watched the first one mm. last year. Um, and so I watched the sequel. Mm. So it's a Christmas Prince, that's the series. Yes, yeah. And uh, this one's a Christmas Prince, the Christmas Prince, a Christmas wedding. It is so shit. Like, fundamentally shit. Like, uses stock footage that mm. you get from Shutterstock yeah. um, as scenes kind of shit. Um, the storyline is just non-existent. I've got a question straight yes. away. Yep. Is that Indian designer guy yeah. as shit in the movie as he looks in the trailer? Yes. Oh like my god, I wanted like to punch him in the face. Stylist or something yes, like that? Yes, so he's the wedding star, because obviously they're getting married mm. now. Um, and so basically she uh, goes back to Aldonia, or whatever it's called, yeah. um, and she's wanting to see her fiancé. Her fiancé is really, really busy with Matters of the state, and he doesn't have time for his fiance. And if his fiance just just deal with the wedding stuff, okay? So she's like, okay, I'll just deal with the wedding stuff. I won't help you with this big political issue that's going on, and the country's embezzling money. And I think, as a journalist, I might have some integrity, but no, I'm just gonna do the wedding. Um, and like, it's uh, just this whole movie about how. Everybody's trying to take advantage of her and she's not communicating with her fiance and I mean the worst the worst part of the movie is when um the fiance's sister hacks fiance? into hacks into like the national system <laughs> the online yeah. system and it is you have a look at the screen yeah. and it is a fucking like MS DOS. <clears throat> That's what it is. It's MS DOS. Okay? And you're just like, oh, so this like princess knows how to hack. Must be pretty simple hacking because it's MS DOS. And it was just it was just absolute a festering dog turd of <laughs> shit. But I powered through it and I finished it. And I don't, I don't remember mm. basically anything from that movie except those bits and pieces Did that I've mentioned. Make you feel festive. Oh, oh, and there was a conga at the end <laughs> of it. Yep. And so they finally, like, because they have their wedding, and then they're like, oh, let's start a conga. And I just thought of the whole James A. Castor, like, don't ever get in a conga. And then if you try and break <laughs> away from a conga and start your own rival conga and all that sort of stuff. 
And so then the, the married couple, they go off and they're like, finally, a, a moment of peace and quiet together. And they're in this courtyard and it's full of snow and, you know, they're just about to kiss. It must have been like in their contract that they don't kiss <laughs> or they must hate each other yeah. in real life because they don't actually ever kiss in the movie. I don't think. Um, and so they're just about to kiss. And then the conga comes outside. I'm like, oh, so you're just going to conga in your heels in, like, six-inch deep snow? That makes no sense. <laughs> and why is the wedding planner part of the wedding? And just, like, random shit. Yeah. I don't know. Like, as a guest of the wedding. Like, in the conga line. So, it's just... It was just awful. I'm giving it to... Oh. Um, conga line? To, <laughs> I was going to say, to MS <laughs> Uh, the two come Goliaths worked. Um, the second one that I watched was actually a lot better. Can you guess which one that would have been? Is it uh, Vanessa Hudgens' yes, parent it trap is. reboot? It absolutely <laughs> is. Only because Prince and the Pauper. Whenever yeah. I like load up Netflix, that thing is spam. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? I tell you what, it is actually really good. So, I really enjoy it. How does it compare to the Kissing Booth team? Oh, it is so much better than the Kissing Booth. What was the kissing time travel one we watched? Shit. Did we done Adam Devine? The night we met. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. When we first met, that one was good. I liked yeah, that one. I liked it. Adam Devine was funny. Yeah. But you got to understand that trashy movies are a different caliber. You're not expecting. You know, it's it's the whole room thing that you were talking about. But yeah, yeah so I watched the, the Princess yeah, Switch. Yes. So I watched the Princess Switch and Vanessa Hudgens is actually really good in it. She's very, very good. Her British accent, I was just like... No, it actually is. No, it actually is really good. And she switches between them very, very well. Because they'll be like in in like two sentences sort of thing. And she has Mm. to switch. The storyline is obvious. Like you always know where it's going to go. It's just like classic hijinks. Yes. can't cook. Classic yeah. She's like burnt. Is, wait, yeah. is she like a pastry chef so or something? So she's a pastry chef. And she can't cook and then she, And then her... No, no, no. She's a pastry chef and um, she wins a competition to go to Belgravia because they're always called yeah. Belgravia yeah. or yeah. Aldonia or something like that. That's called Belgravia. Let's go. She wins a, she wins a, uh, a thing to go to Belgravia and, she, and enter this uh, cooking competition, mm. this Christmas cooking competition. And while she's there, she bumps into the, the, the Duchess... And she's like, they're like, oh my god, we we look the same, mm. that sort of thing. And so the Duchess is like, you know, I want to trade lives with you for a little bit. You know, I need. To, I'm in a couple of days. I'm going to be marrying my fiance, but you know, I've only met him like twice. It's like an arranged mm. marriage and all this kind of stuff. And before I get married, I want to like live life as a normal person. Yeah. So they swap places, um, and then um, the American, then, yeah, and then the American. Um, version of her like has to become the duchess and she falls in love with the prince yeah she falls falls off a horse right yeah she falls off a horse and all that sort of stuff and then the duchess version of her um like falls in love with the other guy and everything Uh, so like it becomes like a matchy matchy thing um but it was actually yeah like i mean obviously it's not the pinnacle of of christmas Mm. movies and it's not the pinnacle of trashy girl movies but it was reasonably good um so i'm gonna give that one Six games of Twister. There we go. Out of ten. And the last one that I watched. Sorry, I know I was going to take five I still have questions. Yes. Oh, yes. Questions. Do they end up? Do they stay swapped? Yes. Oh no, they they get revealed. Mm, They get revealed. Um, and then the prince. Spoiler alert. Chooses both um, of them. (laughs) The luckiest prince in the world. No, the prince. Um. 
proposes uh, to get married to the American yes. one um, next year, which I thought was good next year. because what? it's like a, as in like in a year's time. Will you, you know, marry me? Yeah. Um, because, like, they've only known each other for, like, four days, sort of thing. So it's impossible to go, oh, let's get married now. Um, so that was good. And then the other one, um, the the Duchess one, ends up being with the, the other guy. So they and swap. they're happy. Yeah, okay. so they yeah. just swap. They just swap, basically. I guess um, the switch does take place. Yeah. There's going to be some hijinks when this American patissier... Wants to run her independent business and also be married to a prince. Yes, well, I expect that's what would happen. Well, that's what the prince, that's what the 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 Christmas prince, a Christmas wedding is supposed to like all be about. Maybe like, that's the whole one where she's like, I'm a journalist and I can't fit into the royal family because they're controlling me. Maybe she'll open up a little patisserie in Belgravia. Well, I think that's what the prince was saying. The prince yeah. was like, you can open up a patisserie here. And she's like, you can build a castle in America. Yeah, so what exactly. What transferable skills does the other one have going the other way? Well, she's a duchess, so she can do she's whatever good the fuck she wants. Duching. Yeah. She's, 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 she's great like, at Dutch she's oven. Just, she's just like, oh, <laughs> nice. She can make some Dutch pancakes. <laughs> uh, uh, uh. Uh, yeah, she just... She, she's a duchess. She's not she Dutch. Can, she can sing... She can sing anything by Fergie. Um, production. <laughs> yeah. Um, and the third one, can you guess what it was? Now, this one's a little bit left of centre. Okay. It is, is the it third the... in a trilogy, oh. and you wouldn't think it was a Christmas movie. Think Die classic woman's middle-aged woman movie. Fifty Shades Freed. That you know you'd watch with a glass of wine with your girlfriend. Bridget Jones's baby. Yes, Bridget oh, Jones's baby. It. You know what? Tina told me she watched that as well, and I forgot about it completely. It's really oh, good. Glass of wine. I was yeah. like, okay, what sad spins through? Yeah, that? exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah. Oh, no, that makes sense. They're yeah. a Christmas film, don't yeah, they? Yeah, they're snowing, Chris- yeah, so they're always snowing. It's always taking place around Did you play Man, I Feel Like a Woman while you watch this as well? Oh, God, Sad girl no. anthem. Absolutely not. Um, is everyone yeah. back in this one? Everyone's back. Everyone plus is McDreamy. back. So you do see Plus McDreamy. That's exactly right. Who's that? So you, you remember you the guy see... from Grey's Anatomy? They always refer to him as McDreamy? Yeah, the Patrick hot Dempsey. one. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I just I remember um, this has got nothing to do with it. But I just remembered there's an ad for Rove Life. Second mention of Rove in this episode, by the way. <laughs> Why don't we just have him on the show? Well, yeah. like I think he's going to introduce him, and they're like McDreamy, and there's like another one who's like McSteamy, and they're like mm. McManus. <laughs> that was the promo for Rove. It just funny. made me laugh. Like it stuck with me for over ten years. <laughs> yeah. that's how much I enjoyed it. Um, yeah, so no, that was really good. Out of the three movies, I think that one was the best one. Mm. No surprises, because it is like a higher budget yeah. movie. Um, Renee Zellweger does a great job as Bridget. She always does. How does she look? Because this is post-facelift. She looks fine. Yeah. She actually looks pretty, she just looks older. She, I thought it was weird because she does, in, like I, obviously working with DVDs, you see the cover. Yeah. She just looks like Bridget yeah. Jones. Mm. Then... When she came out after the surgery, she looks completely she lo- different. Like, she looks so different. Yeah. Mm. So I don't know what. No, that, she looks that like. That was just like a bad day or something. Yeah. Like that. Do you know the crazy thing as well is I know her as Bridget Jones, and I know her like from other films as well. Bridget uh, Renee Zellweger is American, right? Like. Yeah, she is. And I keep so it, her British accent is. I always American. imagine her because she's like that's what she, her big break was Bridget that's Jones, right. so that's and why it's directed I by a British think. director yes. and it's set in like it's a very British production. Yes. So for a long time. I never figured out that That's like she how was American. I don't understand that Christian Bale is British. In yeah. my head, Christian Bale yeah. is American. Good for you. If you Do watch you know that I mean? that footage where he yells at someone. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, like, no, that, that's not that. No, that's not in his British accent. That's not. In, that's it in his American accent. Mm. Yeah. Because actually, he is. You're right. Yeah. 
uh, because I show that to my students, the, the censored version, mm. and I go, even when he's angry, <laughs> I'm not he's judge still you. in character. character and still in the using his American accent. And then I show Maybe them his prick, acceptance speech. But he's an American prick. Yeah. Speaking of American pricks and great performance, have you guys seen the trailer for Vice, where he plays Dick Cheney? No. no. Oh my God, that film's out on Boxing Day. There's so many films out on Boxing Day, by the way. It looks incredible. We've got to watch it after this because it looks. Isn't Boxing Day the, like the biggest day of the year for movies? Yeah, sometimes they don't normally drop a couple, but this year it's like Wreck It Ralph, Vice, Aquaman. There's something else. There. There's like there's a bunch. I'm like, oh yeah. my god, I've got to see them all on the same day, but I'm mm. working as well. Um, <laughs> um, but yeah, no. So <laughs> Bridget Jones's baby was was really good. I still prefer the first Bridget Jones movie. Mm. Um, I don't really Blue like number two all that much. Oh, it's string soup. Yes. <laughs> Number two, the worst film we ever saw. And now yeah. we get to watch it together. A little office reference. Um, Anne Perkins? No, that's Pax and Rec. Who was yeah. she? A Karen Filippelli. Yeah, Leave Filippelli. a mixed message. That's in, um, that's in the office. You yeah, about office her and Jim buy each other Brett yeah, and Jones yeah, too. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, so, yeah, so I really enjoyed that one. Um, and I'm going to give that one um, 6.5. Eco condoms, dolphin friendly condoms. Oh, we'll have to watch to find out what that means. Okay, so I have questions about that because I'll never watch it. Mm. Um, Do they not have rings on the end or something? So I can't really remember. No, it's just like they're just supposed to be like biodegradable or some shit like that. Hugh Hugh, Hugh Grant, in the end of the first one, Mm. he turns out to be a bit of a shit. Yes. And she ends up with uh, Colin Firth, which is the choice everyone should make. With the exception Mm. of Love Actually, where you could choose either of them. Mm. Oh, they're both just fabulous in that. Mm. Uh, We just watched Love Actually again last week. I was like, I love this movie so much. Where is the fucking sequel? (laughs) Well, they. Oh, yeah. For some reason, I thought you were doing the Hugh Grant thing, where he's like, oh, oh. yeah. Yeah, uh, so can you uh, cancel my three uh, What a film. Um, but yeah, you were saying. Okay, Hugh Grant. so, and then in the second one, I have seen the second one, but I can't remember mm. what happens. So, I can't remember what happens in the second one in terms of Hugh Grant's character. I, f- I feel like she's but... not together with Colin Firth at the start of the second one. I don't know, like, and then I they, maybe they. End up together again. Well, I'll just tell you what happens yeah. in this one, basically. Um, so uh, they go to Hugh Grant's funeral. Oh god! So he dies. He's dead. He dies. Spoiler alert to everybody. Uh, but Bridget Jones' baby has been out for a long time. Who does? Hugh Grant. <laughs> um, so he dies, <laughs> and then um, you know she's broken up with Colin Firth, mm. um, and through your understanding of it, they've actually been together for a little while. And they like moved in together and all this kind of stuff like that. But like, they just were too different for each other because she's just a little bit too crazy for him. Yeah. And he's so straight and narrow. Mm. And he was so focused on his work and like work was always calling. He never really had time for her and all this kind of stuff like that. So basically, um, she, uh, all of her friends are now moving on to that next phase of having kids and everything like that. So she's sort of just left behind. Um, and so she's working for, still, still working for like sit up Britain, but now it's like, yeah. A different company, but like it's called a different company, but it's the same people. Um, and so she's hanging out with this new girl at work who's closer to her age, and she's like, "Come on, let's go to a festival and like get fucked up." So they go to a festival, they get fucked up. She gets fucked up, um, literally, um, to Patrick Dempsey. And um, then uh, the next day, she hooks up with, or like the next two days, she hooks up again with Colin Firth. 
And so then obviously she gets pregnant. She doesn't know who the fuck. She doesn't know who the fuck. It's a classic Mamma Mia. Yes, exactly. (laughs) Which Colin Firth is also in. And so basically the whole like premise of the movie is like Colin Firth and Patrick Dempsey are sort of like fighting for her affections, but at the same time, neither of them want a child, but at the same time, they both kind of want a child and Bridget's kind of like stuck in the middle of all this sort of stuff like that. Um, Is there another fight in a big fountain? No, there is not. Um, I'm trying to think of. I can't remember what happens in movies any. I can't remember things anymore. So does yet. she end up with Firthy? She ends up with Firthy. So spoiler alert! Spoiler alert! Right at the end, she ends up getting married to Firthy. Yeah. Can we can we nix Firthy right now? I hate that. Yeah. So he deserves much better. She gets married to Mr. Darcy. Yeah. And he's named that for a specific reason because basically the first Bridget Jones movie is exactly like is just Pride and Prejudice. Um, so she gets up, she ends up getting married to Mr. Darcy and then the last scene is like a pan over a newspaper and it's Hugh Grant's picture and it was like, did he actually die in oh. the plane crash? <gasps> ba, ba, ba. I was hoping it was like a hand coming out of a grave. <laughs> <laughs> so it was a Halloween movie. Oh, yeah, like a zombie. Yeah. Um, Bridget so Jones' yeah. zombie. So, so that is Bridget Jones's baby. Mm, I took a lot better. longer than what I said I was going to say. That's okay. So, that's right. Like we're we're a movie that. podcast and we're talking about movies for a long time today, which is good. Um, Tina and I watched two more. Um, I don't know how deep we're going into these. We guess it'll, uh, we went to the cinema twice this weekend. It was sick. Whoa, well done. I love going to the movies. You're keeping ratings in business. Certainly are, man. I think well, I'm... we aren't because we've got so much free stuff. <laughs> yeah, like they update their system. When... And they're like, you have like four free popcorn, six free drinks. Yeah. Two five dollars off tickets are free tickets. I was so like, I'll we... use them all. Yeah. So when we were, we'll went saw the, the first movie this week, <laughs> yeah, James just... literally will take the lot. Um, yeah, James literally paid what ten dollars for both of our tickets no, combined. So the first movie we went saw, I paid six bucks, and that was all our all our snacks, all our drinks, yeah. and our tickets. Yeah, because uh, we've got everything else for free. But that means that I'm also going to readings a lot. Yeah, like, I'm getting a lot of points. Uh, oh. I love. We're gonna we're just trying to get them to make be our sponsor. I lo- yeah. it's, it's reading. I should pronounce it right. I oh, love, it's reading. Yeah, yeah, I love reading cinema a lot. Um, please sponsor us, guys, because I go there. It's the only cinema I go to. I go there about once every few months. So come see some with us. Yeah. Um, no, it's like well, I'll go there with Jamie and Chrissy Lee sometimes. It's just it's well located. It's never super busy unless it's like opening up a big film. Mm. Uh, and tickets are just so much cheaper. Like, so it's, much cheaper. And so if you know the Oppa's thing, you like, can do that. The staff there and the seats, everything. The staff, no, but the seriously, staff are really like, nice. not, even, not even like joking. You can pay $15. What is it? $15 for a premium ticket. That's the most expensive ticket. Mm, I think it's 16 re- now, but still. And then you get the, and you get the reclining seats. Mm. You get like... Allocated the seating. allocated seating, the lights, the everything. Mm. Like... You get that Lux at Hoyt's, and it's like $30 yeah, for yeah. that ticket. Mm, actually, we have a village voucher, which we should use at some point. Yeah. But um, that's beside the point. Um, so the first movie, we saw two Christmas movies. Uh, the first we saw was Nutcracker and the Four Realms. The Fourth Realm? Four Realms. Four Realms. It was the new Disney live-action film uh, starring Mackenzie Foy. I want to say that was her name. I don't know. She played the main girl. Is she related to Claire Foy? I don't know. She's very young. Let's see. Uh, it also had um, Helen Mirren in it for a second. It had Morgan Freeman in it for a second. Uh, Jack Whitehall. Kira yeah, Knightley. For a second. Kira oh. Knightley. Knightley is the big one, obviously. Um, Mackenzie Foy. I think she's from Interstellar. Oh, she's the, the, the daughter? She's, she's American, she's so young she's not related to Claire Foy. Interstellar. Yes. Oh. She's I love that film. They just played that at the IMAX recently. Yeah. I missed it. Uh, I imagine Interstellar's going to come up in a new segment at some point. Oh, she was mm. Renesmee in Twilight. 
What is Renesmee? It doesn't yeah, matter. Let's talk about Nutcracker. Let's talk about I'll Nutcracker. I'll explain that later. Tina, <laughs> why don't you... You just did a lot of talking, but why don't you talk about Nutcracker? Because I think um, you're going to be much yeah, nicer so than Yeah, so basically... <laughs> oh, as in, like, do you want me to give my review of it, or do you want me to tell people what it's about? Uh, whatever you decide. All right, so basically, um, Claire... Claire Foy. Mackenzie Foy. Mackenzie Foy's character, Clara, um, is at her uh, godfather's Christmas do... Um, and her gift from him is because uh, they go on like a gift maze, basically. Mm. And her I like that scene a lot. Yeah, I did like that. So um, her gift from him is like being entered into this world. Yeah, um, it's kind of kind of like a Chronicles kind of, of Narnia, kind of like Narnia or like thing. Alice in Wonderland. Yeah, thing. exactly. And so she goes into the realm and she finds out that her mother, who passed away, um, was the queen of um, that land, basically. Belgravia, I think it was called. Is it actually no, is I'm it was going to say. Um, and so uh, um, they ask Clara if she's here to save them from the horrible and evil um, Mother Ginger. That's right, Mother yeah, Ginger. Mother Ginger. Um, that and played the by Mouse Helen Mirren. Oh, I love the mm. Mouse King. That's and my favourite thing. Um, and she's like, no, I'm here to just like find the key because my mother left me a present and it needs a key and I thought this is where I'd find the key. Um, then it turns, like, a whole long story short, she, like, has to, like, fight all these people, and she becomes, like, a general, and she leads an army, and... Um, uh, tin soldiers. Tin soldiers and all this kind of stuff like that. So it, I had a read-through of the synopsis of the ballet, because obviously that's what it's based on, um, and it seems pretty much the same. Like, obviously, like, things are dramatised more for the movie, yeah. but there is the Mouse King, yeah. there's all the characters, the storyline's pretty much the same, like Clara's mother was the queen and, mm. and all this kind of stuff. Um, the actual, the realm is really weird because it takes place in the same world as our world, but everybody's like, when you're in the realm, it's like you're a little toy. And so there's this one scene where Kira Knightley's trying to explain it to her, and she's like, come and look. And she opens a door of like a clock, and there, like her and and Kira Knightley, are the little people on the cuckoo clock. Oh yeah. And like below them is the party at the grandfather's house. Yeah. And but everything's going like in super super slow time. So when she comes back to the normal world again, it's like no time. Yeah, passed. yeah, yeah. Um, or like ten minutes or something. Which like that. Which I actually like that as well because one thing I don't like is like it was a dream. Yeah. Like, or it was, although that being said, I hate that in Chronicles of Narnia. The one thing I hate is how they live their whole lives and then like, oh, we're oh, back to being, gone for 10 minutes. we're back as children again. Yeah. It's a bloody miracle. Like, yeah, yeah, that. yeah. Uh, um, so I didn't mind the movie. The problem that I had with it, the main problem, and this is going to sound like a really superficial problem, the main problem that I had with it is that I was seeing it to see Jack Whitehall because mm. I love Jack Whitehall. And from my understanding of it, I thought that he was going to be in the movie a lot more than what he was because he had his own, like, individual poster. Mm. Uh, yeah, he was in the movie for, like, collectively two minutes. Oh, really? Yeah. It was a very, very short... So I was like, cool. He's good so in those two minutes. good in those two minutes. Could have done But more. I was just like, he had, what, maybe, like, six lines out of the whole film yeah. that he was in. So I was like, oh, so the whole reason I've gone to see this movie is for him and I basically didn't see it. Um, the other thing is, is that, and this is where you're going to agree with me, James, I think, is that there's no character development whatsoever. Mm. So you can't, like, you like you get, uh, you get an understanding of who all the characters are, but it's a very two-dimensional understanding. Maybe that's because 
it is based on the on the, on the ballet, mm. and so the ballet itself doesn't have like it's almost like it's a panto. Yeah. Like there's like it's you're not gonna get like really deep and meaningful like yeah. things out yeah. of the characters except for probably Clara because she's the one who actually has like turmoil within her life because her mother's passed away she's got conflict and she has to make choices and so you understand her but everybody else because i guess because they're also toys as well like they're just like um they're very very like one-dimensional two-dimensional mm. sort of thing um i think it is spectacular in terms of the visuals i love Looks pretty amazing the from visuals the shots. yeah that whole like because obviously like the ballet's russian as well so that, just that whole Russian vibe in the military costumes and the castles and the, oh my god, I was just like frothing at the mouth. I was like, <laughs> this is amazing. But that was pretty much what made it for me, just the visuals, because the storyline was pretty shit. Mm. And um, like, I don't know, there just wasn't really anything engaged. Like if it didn't look the way that it looked... I would definitely not have been engaged in it. Mm. The only reason I was engaged in it is because it had cool costumes and cool sets. So that's my review. Um, I agree. I think it was visually stunning. Like, as far as, like, a live-action adaptation, like a Disney film, like, checked all the boxes visually. Um, I think that Kira Knight... I haven't heard much about the film. I don't think she's getting praised enough. I think she gives a... Fe- oh, yeah. Her performance awesome. is so good. Like, mm. I forgot that I was watching Kira Knightley. Yeah. Because she's always kind of... Like, even, like, as Elizabeth Swan in, like, Pirates, it's like, it's yeah. Kira Knightley. Like, she's just doing a Kira Knightley mm. thing. Um, but this, I was like, yes, like, it was nice to see her buried under some hair and makeup and costume. I've seen her I love how a, she pulled her hair out. As, as, as it was fairy floss. yeah. yeah. Uh, and I thought the voice was a really cool choice. Mm. Um, it begins and ends kind of there for me. I don't understand why you get someone like Helen Mirren in your film and put her in for two minutes. Yep. I don't know why you get someone like Morgan Freeman and put him in yep. the film for two minutes. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's no character development. You would have been able to shoot Morgan Freeman's scenes in a day. Yeah. Um, there's no character development. There's no story development. Uh, it's very, very hollow. Um, mm. So beyond... The, as hollow as a... A tin soldier. Oh, that's good. I was going to say a Fabergé egg. It's called the Nutcracker, but it's not about him. You don't, At you, all. It's one of those nutcrackers where you crack the nut and you open it and there's nothing inside. Yeah, mm-hmm. a nutshell. A nutshell. Um, I would have liked to have seen the four realms. Yeah. We never see the four realms. Yeah, really. We don't really um, see them. The best, the, one of my favourite things in the film is the mouse the mouse king. Oh, it's so disgusting. Because what they do is they, like, there's like this little mouse and like he steals the key or whatever and then he like goes and hides off in like a hole and the next thing you see is like this, this, like, this it's like an Swarm. earthquake and it's like millions of mice like running around each other and climbing up to that and turn this As giant form, mouse. Yeah. It's disgusting. And like they hit trees and they'll scamper and they come yeah. back together. And like they carry her away and they're like running all over. Oh, I yeah. loved it. That was it's my favorite. That was hands on my favorite part of that movie. Mm-hmm. I thought it was so cool, so creepy. Like like that was, oh, that was perfect. I loved that. The rest of the film, not so much. Um, there's another thing we didn't really talk about, and maybe you didn't get this vibe, but I definitely got it. Um, the guy who plays the dad gives such a creepy performance. Like, he's lost... Yeah, it's a bit pedo, isn't it? Yes, mm. he's lost his wife, and I just... The way he kind of talks to the girls and treats them, it's almost like he's sexualizing his daughters. Like, mm. his eldest sort of comes out in a dress that his mother wore, and he's like, oh, you look as beautiful as she did. I'm like, no, don't say that. <laughs> don't say that, single creepy old man. Don't say your daughter is as beautiful as your wife, because that is weird. And then there's, like, something that she... That Clara does, and says, what's about her eyes? No, they, no, they dance. 
And yeah. it's the same song your mother and I danced to on our first dance. I'm like, change the song or don't <laughs> dance this song because that was a very romantic moment for you, old man. And that's your teenage daughter. And that's really weird. So please don't do this. It's a kid's movie. This is really mm. weird. And maybe I'm the only person who really kind of saw it, but I was just like, this is... Yeah, I like did, a I, test. Yeah, I got those vibes, and then I was like, Tina, you're an idiot. Like, it's, it's it's just innocent. Can't you see the innocence of it? But now that you're saying that you had those vibes too, I'm like, good, that means I'm not the only person who felt yeah, that way. It was just weird. Like, it was just... Yeah. And I don't know whether it was just... I think he was just trying to play it sad. Yes, I think so He's too. A sad dad. I think he was. I think it's less about the performance. Because yeah. I wasn't like, oh, he's being a creep. I was like, this dialogue is creepy. Yeah. Like, it needed another yeah, draft. That's right. Like, it did. It did need another um, draft. So, it's. And also, like, it's sold as a Christmas film. I, I don't care if it's set at Christmas Eve. It's not a Christmas film. Yeah. Like, beyond the line, past the Christmas tree forest, there is nothing Christmassy about that film. <laughs> um, past the army of Christmas rats, <laughs> put on your Christmas musket, like, there's nothing Christmas about it. It's just, it's not a Christmas film. Mm. Um, so, it was a little bit disappointing for me, because uh, I really wanted to like it, um, but I did love Kira Knightley in it, so that was, she is the shining star of that film, that and the mouse king. <laughs> the furry shining star. Um, what do you want to rate it out of, and what um, do you want to use? What about as? those roly comedia men? Oh, the weird, like... Troll clowns? Um, yeah, the troll clowns that were also nesting, like um, nesting doll. Nesting, yeah, nesting doll, comedia, rolling egg. Whatever the word for that is, that's yeah. what we're rating it out yeah. of. I'm going to give it. I'm just going to give it a six. I'm going for sixes. Oh, we're closer. I'm going to give it a five. It's a rewatchable yeah. five, I said the other night. More watchable than Girls and Spiders were. Uh-huh. Uh, and then the last film Tina and I watched was another Christmas film on Sunday night. We went and saw. The Grinch. Yes, we did. Which I've been looking forward to for a long time. Mm. Um, side note, it's directed by Scott Mosier, who, if anyone doesn't know who that is, he was the producer of Kevin Smith for, from 93 through to about 2010, and like made Clerks and all those films, and he's on Smodcast. I'm a really big fan of Scott Mosier. But it's, in his like 25-plus year career, this is the first film he's ever directed. So I was very excited about this. Um, and I love the trailer. And I had a really good time with this movie. Yeah, I had um, a really good time with this movie, especially because um, I don't really like the character of the Grinch or the story Mm. of the Grinch, because I never really read it. The only one that I know of is um, the Jim Carrey one. Mm. That can go die in a hole. (laughs) I don't want to see Jim Carrey's face with that makeup ever again. Do that voice. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I can't stand it. I don't think I've even seen that whole movie. His face in that makeup is enough to put me off. Mm. Um, I can't stand it. And he's always like, hey, fuck off. Okay, (laughs) just fuck off. Um, You may turn me into a Grinch. Um, And so then when I saw the trailer for this, the first trailer that we saw, I was like, oh, yeah, that's okay. I mean, maybe. Mm. Um, And then you were like, okay, we're going to go see the Grinch. I was like, yeah, maybe. And then, oh, fuck, no, I just see, it's, I don't want to see that. It's so ugly. Um, and then um, I well, was going scrolling through my Instagram, and there was this one shot, and that sold me on this movie. I was like, James, we need to watch this movie. And it was just watch it, because the Grinch had a massive plate of spaghetti bolognese, and he was just sitting there, and he just got hum, and just like shoveling it into his mouth with his like glazed eyes. <laughs> I was like, oh my god, I have to see this movie. Well, they did retcon it a little bit because previously the Grinch is very mean spirited. Like yeah. he doesn't—he's a recluse. He doesn't uh, interrupt the who's at all. And when he does, 
um, they're terrified of him. Yeah. Whereas in this version, they kind of know about it. He's almost, he's almost kind of like... Like the crotchety old neighbour that they just yeah, put up with. Um, and he's also very mean to his dog in the previous incarnations mm. as well. Um, which I liked their change. In fact, they went the, the way they did... I thought that he was still mean to his dog. He was still mean to Matt. He's more kind of like... He's a jerk to him, but he's it's more like... He's more crotchety. Yeah. Like in... I think in the Jim Carrey one, he kicks his dog. Like, mm. yeah. Um, this one, they kind of made him more a victim of like trauma. Like yeah. they kind of made him... So there's a purpose behind it, which I actually preferred. I was talking to to someone at work and they went and saw it on the week and she, she didn't like it um, because they took all the spite out of him. But I was like, ah... I like that he has a reason for it. Like, mm. I, I enjoy that more. Like, to me, like, I could never sympathise with the Grinch previously because I'm like, okay, so he's a jerk. He doesn't talk to one. He scares everyone in the village. He kicks his dog. He steals their present. But because the Who's are so nice, they forgive him and all is okay. Yeah. In this one... It's I'm like, like that person who's like, he's, oh, no, you just have to get to know him. It's yeah. like, no, he's a fucking asshole. But, like, in this one, like, he had some, he had some, some trauma. Like, he had some yeah. stuff in his life. Made him way more relatable. This film made me cry multiple times, yeah. which I knew it would. It didn't make me cry, but it made me very, very sad. Um, very I was sad. holding it back because I had a kid next to me. And, like, mm. the last time I cried in the theatre next to a kid, it was in Toy Story 3. And she told her mum. <laughs> she said, that man's crying. And I was like, shut up, kid. <laughs> make you cry. Yeah. Um, I'll steal your Christmas. Um, yeah, no, I just thought it was really cute. But it was, oh... Oh, that whole, like, trauma about him, like, being alone, the orphanage, and not mm. having Christmas. It was just, I'm going to cry yeah. now. We're trying to spoil too much, because it just came yeah, out. It's just, um, it's just really, really sad. I honestly think it's probably Illumination's second best film after Despicable Me. Yeah. Uh, and they've been kind of spotty with their releases. Like, mm. I think Despicable Me is really good. I think 2 and 3 are not very good. Um, Secret Life of Pets, I didn't really like either. I liked Secret Life um, of Pets. I thought it was fine, but, like, it came out the same year as Zootopia. And I'm like, mm. that to me is the talking animal film of the year. Like, that was much better. Um, I didn't go and see Minions at all. So, like, I think they've been kind of hit and miss. But this was, I really enjoyed. There's some really great jokes in there, which I knew were Scott Mosher jokes. Like, he was in the film mm. as himself as well. Mm. I was like, that's amazing. Mm. That's a joke that very few people are going to get, but it's good. I thought um, Keenan Thompson from SNL yeah, was fantastic yeah. as the neighbor. He's my best friend. <laughs> so good. Uh, I thought... Um, I liked Benedict Cumberbatch's performance. Some yeah, people, I liked it some too. Some people have said that he was kind of bland, but I actually liked his no, performance. No, I liked it too. Um, uh, I liked how Rashida... the kids oh. were um, bratty. Yes. Because I feel like the Who's, they're all supposed to be, oh no, I'll do yeah. whatever you say, mother. Yeah. Whereas these kids were like, no, we're going to like stay up all night, we're going to catch Santa, we're going to mm. put it in a trap and da-da-da. Like, I liked how they were a bit bratty. Mm. I uh, liked Pharrell Williams as the narrator. Mm. That was a cool touch. Tyler, the creator, does the soundtrack, which is so weird. It's Tyler, mm. the creator, and Danny Elfman made the soundtrack. <laughs> yeah. Like, the, maybe the most aggressively adult hip-hop artist ever. And Danny Elfman. Mm. But it works. It's, it's, it's crazy. We listened to that soundtrack at work the other day, actually. Um, is it a safe-to-play one? Well, yeah, it's a kid's movie, so he's not mm. swearing in it. Oh, yeah. He's just singing, like, you're a mean one, Mr. Grinch, and stuff. Um, but he's got, like, that deep voice. I think that's why they chose him. Um, but I, I just thought it was a lot of fun. I thought it was very cute. Um, they added some stuff, like there was never a reindeer in the original book or in the previous versions of the movies, yeah. but um, they brought that big fat reindeer oh, yeah, and I think it was really fun. fun. Um, I just thought, and the thing that it had for me, beyond story and character, the thing that it had for me over Nutcracker was it was a Christmas film. Yes. But I never once doubted yeah. it was a Christmas movie. Exactly. Um, it had the heart of like, a, it had the heart of a Christmas film, like a child who just wants Christmas to be good for her family mm -hmm. and stuff. Yeah. Um, Rashida Jones is in it. She's very good in it mm. as well. Um, 
Yeah, it was very funny and heartwarming. And they, like it does have some sad stuff in it, but it totally plays out in the end. Like it all comes together. Um, I had a great time with it. Went very quick as well. I was surprised how quick it went. Mm. Um, yeah, I got uh, I, I dug it a lot. Cool. I did too. How many screaming goats do you want to read it out of? Um, I'm going to give it 7.5. 7.5. I'm going to give it 7. Um, and I did really like it, but um, this is a little bit of room for improvement, but I really liked it. Hopefully, even though there's no need to, maybe they'll sequelize it. I think there's, there's some room for more adventures and stuff in mm. there. Um, something that you, know, you don't do with Dr. Seuss. Um, they don't really need to turn it, like, I just hope they don't turn it into, like, the Shrek series. Where no, it's like, but Shrek I, the Halls, Shrek mm. the Halls too. No, but I think there is room, like, I think there's enough room in there you could do some other stuff with it. Like, mm. I think there's enough of a foundation um, but that's how I felt after the first Despicable Me. I'm like, I can't wait to see what they do next. I can't wait to see what they do next. And then I saw what they did next. I was like, mm, mm-hmm. okay. But they've sequelized every other thing. I oh, seeing they haven't yet, but they're doing another sequel Life of Pets as well. So, uh, yeah. Who knows, man? But I liked it. Good film. You going to review a TV show? I finally got around to watching The Crown. Ah, oh, season. Nice. Okay, I'm watching yeah. it, so I'm still in the dark. Yeah. But... It is fucking. Phenomenal. It is. Nice. It really like, is. Like, I can see yeah. why it's the most mm-hmm. expensive TV show mm-hmm. they've ever made. Yeah. Because... Is it more expensive than Game of Thrones? Yeah. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Because the it... first season is the most expensive. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah, I don't mean, like, all up, but, like, season. Yeah. It, like, feels like they're mm-hmm. in, like, Buckingham Palace. Mm-hmm. I can't believe yeah. it. Yeah. Um, I love royal shit How as well. Much, yeah. <laughs> so, How much does Matt Smith and Claire Foy... Foy? Nail oh, those characters. He's just the way he just like has his hand yeah. behind his back and does that. Yeah. That's exactly what mm-hmm. Philip does. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He's a shit. Yeah, yeah. I'd like to know how accurate that is. Yeah. I always yeah. had heard that he was like quite a mm-hmm. good and supportive like mm. partner, but he is. I think at the start he wasn't. I think at the start he mm. really struggled with the power because it's that whole idea of I am your husband, mm-hmm. you obey me, mm. but. Under like under God, you obey me. Yeah. But then she's been anointed yeah. by God to be the highest power mm. in the British crown. Mm. So no, no, no. Yeah. You follow me and what I say. So a, I think in the first few years of their relationship, there was a lot of issues mm. there. Well, I, I'm just started season two when they're like shipping him off mm. like an outlaw mm. to Australia. Yeah, that's right. Well, isn't and season three they do a time jump, don't they? they they've re- yes. recast the roles. Yes, so they have. This, yes. I think you only get two seasons with them. So the things, it's hard for me to really binge. It took me a while to get through it because yes. I know. It's heavy. It, it is heavy, but it's mm. like, I know that it's not going to be like a nuclear explosion. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. It's like, yeah, like 90 right. years later, yeah. they're still mm. together. You know exactly. what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. Um, but I suppose there could be some stuff. Season that was 2 hit. is very good. Well, but, it started mm. very depressing. It started mm-hmm. on the yacht and they're like, mm-hmm. gotta, you can't leave or something like that. Mm. Anyway, um, I much prefer the first half. I think mm. when um, King George was alive or yeah. dying, yeah, and and then as she took the throne, I thought that was just mm. so interesting. Mm-hmm. And the second half, it just sort of got a little bit like it was like a quagmire of like Margaret being yeah. annoying. Yeah, and, like, yeah, I mean, yeah. Sort of, thought, that whole Margaret storyline, like, isn't that important? Like, important to me. I love the actress. Yeah, she's awesome. Who is it? She's in something else. She's in Mission she... Impossible Fallout. Did anyone? Oh. Yeah, we went to it together. Did we? Okay, I can never remember. So she's um, the blonde girl, the singer. Oh, I really liked her. Yeah. yeah, she was one of my favorite parts of that movie. Yeah, yeah. You know how they go into that sort of a club, and she's like kicking ass with him, like in the club. Yeah, or whatever. Yeah, 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 yeah. I really liked she's her. Awesome. And then she um, disappeared for that film, but I did like her in that. And um, how the 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 pinnacle moment of 
wonderful acting for me in that first season is that argument that in the cathedral in the ca- oh, oh yes yeah. i fucking yeah, love that scene really that scene is so good mm. and you were just like on tent hooks yeah. like oh my god like what is he gonna say um yeah. and just the way that they act that is so phenomenal the last episode of season two oh Molto bene. Very good. Very, Antina very good. uses that word to describe yep. a couple of things normally. So. Yep. <laughs> um, um, no, and John Lithgow is going to be very good as well. Oh, he is mm. really, really mm. good. And I do like that they just phase. It's mm. not like, oh, we've cast John Lithgow mm. as was Jesuit. We've got to keep him in it for two seasons or whatever. Mm. He had his role in the story. Yep. And then after about six or seven episodes, it got to the point where he retired or whatever. Yep. And you just don't see him again. No, that's and right. As you yep. wouldn't if you were. You yeah. Know, Prime Minister. Yeah. You know who's playing uh, Queen Elizabeth in season three? Your, ma- your mate Olivia Coleman yeah. from Broadchurch. 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 Um, um, yeah, no, I love the crown. Uh, Claire Foy. Mm. Fuck. She is, She's amazing. I've never seen that her in anything. That voice. Her nailing yeah. that voice. But I like have never seen her in anything. Mm. And then all of a sudden, like, she's like kicking goals. Yeah, you know? yeah. Like, I'm, like, where did she come from? Exactly. Um, um, and that intro, I really, really like the intro as well. The oh, intro's I really cool. Time. I know, but like just, uh, just that first time that you watch it. It looks like she's barking really cool. at the Samsung sign, moving I think her television. She is. She probably <laughs> Stop is. Stop moving. So, what are you going to rate it out of? Um, Crowns. Oh, so good. many things. Like, it is. She's watching the Samsung sign move. What is it, Luna? Everyone doesn't understand what I'm talking about. There is a screensaver on my television where the Samsung sign is slightly. I just think the office. Yeah, Yeah. where it's bouncing around the screen. And she's she's not having it. She's getting angry. Oh, it's it's going to the corner. No, no, I feel like I'm short. No, yeah. You don't like it, Luna? Bounced to the corner. Yeah, bounced out. Uh, I don't know. What can I rate? You could rate it um, out of those old video camera things. Yeah, yeah. You could like Super Eight. Is that what it is? No, it's it's not super earlier than Super Eight. Yeah, it's earlier than Super Eight. It's real, you know, like um, like whatever that is, like thirty-six millimeter or something. Or? Uh, I, don't know. I don't know. I don't know about you these. You thirty-five millimeter. I think it is technically. Um, Spinning newspapers. Do they have that in the show? No, they don't. Cancerous lungs. Extra, yeah. extra. Cigarettes. So uh, King George's cigarettes. Yeah, smokes ninety a day yeah, or something exactly. like that. I. It's a strong eight. Yeah. It yeah. is. It is. I mean, it's not the best show mm. I've ever seen. Mm. And I think, like, if it was fictional, yeah, but the same people and stuff like that, and so yeah. something awesome, like not something, but like there was more something, drama to be had. Yes. I'd probably be like, "Fuck, it's the best yeah, show." Yeah, exactly. But it's like I but, know that she. They're just gonna live out their life, exactly. and married, and yeah. stuff like that. And that's the thing, like. Also, the other thing is that obviously the royal family is so private. Mm. We only know flashes yeah. of, of what yeah. goes on. We flashes, like the rest flashes. of it is quite mm. like fabricated in terms of we have bits and pieces of information, yeah, but we yeah. don't actually know what's happened. We don't know yeah. conversations that they've had. Um, but yeah, it's not like we're watching JFK where it's like you know we know he's going to get assassinated yeah. or something. Mm. Um, but but I you know I don't know if that whole like group of Captain Townsend plot mm. is like a real based on I think real. I think everything uh, from my understanding it is the most accurate representation of the royal family that's ever been produced. Yeah. So because um, the royal family's obviously seen it, um, so I think all of that stuff is true. Mm. Like everything is true. Um, because they have like people who sell stories and people go, oh, I worked for the royal yeah, family yeah, yeah. for this and blah, blah, blah. And we saw Princess... And there's like, Princess Margaret is like hella awesome. But like you just Google search her and she does like 
crazy shit. Mm. Like, I think um, she's been like married and divorced like 15 times. And there was this, not that many times, but I'm exaggerating. <laughs> but there was 14. this one like yeah. scandal where she, um, her, the one that she hooks up with next season is a photographer. Mm. And he takes a photo, a naked photo of her in the bathtub while she's wearing a crown and all mm. this kind of stuff like that. And it's like an artsy photo. And then it was like this huge scandal yeah, yeah. and everything. Um, but yeah, like if you like Google this stuff that happens in the show, if yeah. you Google it, you can find the evidence of it happening I in real life. I knew a fair bit about the generation before that. Like obviously Edward, who yeah. abdicated because he was, yeah. wanted to marry that American woman yeah. who had been divorced. King's Speech. Oh, what a film. Good film. Yeah. He um, comes back in season two. I, I like him as an actor. Yeah. Again, he's a bit of a shit. Yes. You know, he's just trying to get more money off yeah. them. But uh-huh. Um, it is so good. And I think I'll slow down, like, like, I think season two will be, I can't binge yeah. it the way I can watch other yeah. shows, you know, mm. but, yeah. Nice. Awesome. Awesome show. All I've seen of The Crown is a conference this year, they show like a little featurette behind the scenes about the corgis, and oh. apparently they're not very well trained, like, in the <laughs> show, apparently they're causing a ruckus on the it's, show, on the it, is, it also cute. makes me laugh. Sometimes I just laugh at things that are just so... Fucking British. Yeah. Like, she's like into horse racing. She's like, what do you think of that, eh? Porchy? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, like, yeah. Porchy and stuff like that. She's yeah. like, so British. You mentioned the horses. I just thought of um, the the Duchess from Belinda Blinked. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. We've been listening to that as well. Oh, really? So good. Are you up to date? No, we just started season four. Oh, I'm not even up to date, so. Oh, it's so good. So interesting. Oh, there's, there's plot now. There's like twists and high stakes. <laughs> The Rocky Flintstones come a long way. Um, um, so that's me done with me TV reviews. Nice. nice. Then normally we would do a topic here, guys, but we have a new segment on the show today. Um, cool. And it's going to be recurring. I don't know whether we're going to alternate with topics or we're just going to do this for a little while, but the very first episode of Past the Remote, uh, we sat around and talked about our top five favorite movies. I was like, do you know what we don't do anymore? Talk about our favorite movies. And we certainly don't watch them. So this new segment is very creatively called... My favorite movies. Love it. Uh, and basically the thesis behind this, guys, is that every single week, or as long as we decide to do it, a different member of the show is going to come in and be like, this is one of my favorite movies, check it out, and let's talk about it. So we let Nick go first, because he'd been away for a while. And, uh, well, what film did you recommend that we watch today? Sherlock Holmes, A Game of Shadows. Which is a film that you list in your top five, I think. I love it. On the first episode. Mm. And I remember when you told us that originally, and then when you assigned it to us as homework... I was like, oh my god, we could not get through this film. It was so, the first, I don't know like what happened, but the first time we tried to watch it, it just defeated us. We could not get through it. We got to the point where they jump off the train. Yeah. And I was I just love like, that bit. And I was like, do you want to turn this off? And I was like, yes, I have no idea what's going on. Um, since re-watching it, just like how I was ashamed of myself for being able to climb, not being able to climb the Thousand Steps once, I'm ashamed this film defeated me. It's not that hard. <laughs> it's actually pretty straightforward. Um... Yeah, tell us a little bit about this film that you've assigned, man. Uh, I mean, uh, like, you can tell when you tell people that's, like, one of your favourite films. There's, like, hmm, what's going on there? Because it's just mm. not a film that people would love. Mm. Uh, it's a Guy Ritchie film. Um, Robert Downey Jr. and Jude Law. That iteration, because there's so many now. There's, like... Well, they're doing... There's a third one coming. They've, they've signed into a third They're, they're okay. doing a third one. There's also, like, that new one with Will Ferrell and John C. Rogers. Yeah. Very good. Yeah, it looks funny. Uh... I'd be hard-pressed to tell you exactly why I really like this film. It's I do really love Guy Ritchie films, and it's that sort of, like, his editing, that sort of, like, 
I think he and Edgar Wright have that mm. real, that real style, mm. that fast paced, choppy editing. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But I think it's like uh, I, I don't know if Guy Ritchie writes it as well. Maybe he does. I'm not sure. But it's real like snappy dialogue. Those edits, and I just think that they're um, a really good on screen duo. I don't mm. have to say. I think they play off, off each other. You know, and they got rid of Rachel McAdams early on in this film, which I don't really like her. Oh, really? See, I, like I do like I liked her in that first one a lot, actually. Yeah. And I like it. And obviously Mean Girls. Um, and I like her in Doctor Strange. I feel like that... I mean, it's like any actor. Like, give them the right role and they can yeah. do wonders. Yeah. Um, um, I love the Victorian... Uh, maybe it's Edwardian. No, I don't it's know. Victorian. Yeah, Victorian yeah. setting. Mm. Mm-hmm. Um, Stephen Fry? As yeah, Stephen Fry. Fry yeah, he's, yeah, he has a he's good great. character in it. Um, and I really love, um, what's his name? I think it's Jared Harris. Jared Hess? No, Jared Harris, you're right, sorry. Yeah, who uh, incidentally is in The Crown. He plays uh, King George. Uh, I think he's really great as Moriarty. I think he's mm. a real, like, dastardly sort of villain. And mm. his plots are suitably, like, you kind of feel like he's, like, this evil genius who from, he's a professor at Oxford or something mm. like that. You guys have seen him more recently than I. Yes. Cambridge or Oxford or it's something? It's one of those schools. Yeah. It's an Ivy League school. Yeah, he's, like, a maths pro- genius. Yeah. And from there, he's able to, like, like uh, create this um, atmosphere in Europe of where you've got to be able to, um, he's going to sell arms and mm. create a new world war and stuff like that. You know what he reminded me of? This is going to be a stretch. But he reminded me of the thinker from The Flash. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I said that totally. Because it was very, like, predicting, mm. like, outcomes of, like, what he was going to do. He's a strategist. Like, yeah. he's so he's so many steps ahead that he's kind of prepared for any outcome. Yeah. Um, except for one, which is the way the film yeah. ends. Yeah. Um, the Reichenbach Falls. Um, I didn't remember what they were called. But it's like probably, a famous Sherlock You've probably seen it a few more times than I have. It's like in, uh, it's in all of the Sherlock Holmes things. That's like a famous... Okay. Yeah, um, but I'll, I'll say this. I take it back, man. I, I really enjoyed it. Oh, God, yeah, I'm really it was bad. really good. I remember after we watched Girl of the Spiders, we were like, if that was your thought of that, movie, I can't wait to hear what you think about Sherlock Holmes. I had a good time with it. Like, it definitely wouldn't crack my top five. But, um, yeah, can't believe it defeated me because it's mm. pretty straightforward. But, yeah, I had a lot of fun with it. Um, is it Kelly Riley who plays Jude Law's, uh, like Watson's fiance? Uh, that I would need to check. I think it is Kelly Riley who's in a bunch. It's pronounced Kelly Rowland. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. My boo with Nellie and Kelly. I yeah. also really like the idea that um, Sherlock has met his match. You, you notice he does, if, he does it in the first one, but he does that like predictive thing where he's like... They did a lot yeah. more. Maybe this film was the one time where... I, like, I was, yeah, it was probably the only thing in this film where I was like, oh, okay, like we, I know it's, the, it's his thing, but we need to slow down on this predicting gimmick. Like yeah. by the end where he's like... And then like he's strategizing the fight in his head. And but like, like, I like when they're both doing it yeah. and they're both realized like, <laughs> yeah. there's like, no chance of success or whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah. It is Kelly Riley. Yeah, she's great. I like her. I've seen a couple of things. I think she's also in... One of my favourite films, Eden Lake. Um, she's uh, she's pretty good. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I uh, I had a good time with it. I, I was surprised how much I enjoyed it going back into it because yeah, I remember just not liking it the first time I watched. Mm. It. I was like, oh, this is gonna be. A... Mm. I know that like we have to watch each other's films now, so we you know we've got to we've got to do it. But mm. I was not looking forward to it. Like we'd watch a couple that weekend, and it was a Sunday afternoon, and I was like, Tina, we're gonna watch this movie. We're gonna get through this Sherlock film. I think Tina was maybe a little bit more interested than I was, but I just was like not up for it. Yeah. I was like, this is going to be... I mean, I tried to give you something that is like... It's definitely not like a meaty... It definitely doesn't require a lot of like thought. No. It's very sort of... I, like, I think it's very entertaining, you know? Like, it's sort mm. of like... Yeah, it's a total popcorn film. Mm. Um, but yeah, I was pleasantly surprised how much I enjoyed it. I was like, wow, okay, this is... Yeah, this is good. Like, I, 
Um, you know, uh, Robert Downey Jr. is doing his thing. I don't know how much I like his British accent, but he's doing his thing. Yeah, but that's just his... Yeah, like, yeah. I, I agree with you. It's a bit, yeah. like, sketchy, but I think... Like, but it's also, like, that's not what the film's about. Yeah, Like, yeah, the yeah, film's yeah. more about the spectacle of it all. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I had a good time with it. I couldn't, like, kind of pick out one thing. Or I remember that Numi Reprace was, like, a gypsy or something yeah, at yeah, one yeah, point. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, totally fun. Um, do you have any thoughts about Sherlock Holmes, A Game of Shadows? Um, yeah, no, I definitely don't remember any of it when we watched it that first time. Because I was watching it, and I was just like, this seems all new to me. All I remember was the bridge scene, like when they throw her out of the train, and then like Stephen Fry comes to pick her up, and I was like, what's going on? Why? I don't remember that at <laughs> all. Yeah, I remembered that, because that's when we turned it off. Um, so yeah, no, it was like watching the movie for the first fresh, time. For the yeah. first time. Well, I was and the same, I didn't, I really liked it. I didn't really remember anything either, except for that train scene, so I was like, I don't remember. I think the issue that we had was, didn't we watch the first one, and then watch this one straight afterwards? No, we watched the oh. first one before we moved out. We watched it in cinemas, oh. and we left it at the last minute, it was like one of its last showings. We like, oh, we, should, we got nothing to do, let's go see Sherlock Holmes. And we watched it, we were like, why didn't we go see this opening weekend? It's great. Mm. Like, this is really fun. Uh, I think what was happening is um, we were trying to stream the movie from our, from the computer onto the TV and kept buffering. Uh, yeah. So we're having issues yeah. with that loading uh, as well. Because yeah. we had some issues with I mean, that's going to lower your patience for a film anyway. Yeah. Uh, and that might be why it defeated us. Because we're like, wait, what happened? Yeah. Um, but very enjoyable this time. Well, I'm really pleased that... It wasn't too torturous. No, I would definitely wasn't. Like, I, it, I was definitely approaching it like a home, homework assignment. I was like, oh, okay, we'll just. Yeah. It's only two hours. Like, it's it'll be fine. Like, yeah. it's Sunday. We have got no expectations on us. Um, did we watch it when I was hungover as well? Is it the same day? After your party, I think so, yeah. it might have been the day yeah, after the party so. as well. So yeah. that would be another reason why I was not looking forward to. It. Um, but no, it was yeah, it was very enjoyable. We had a good time with it in the end. Well, yeah, I, I did anyway. Um, Any criticisms? I don't want to be offended at all. I don't remember a lot of it, because um, it was a few weeks ago now mm. we watched it. Um, I do remember thinking that the, the predictive stuff was a little bit over the top by the end of it. Mm. Um, but no, like overall, like, it was, like, it's, like, I couldn't tell you what would make it a 10 out of 10 film for yeah, me. Yeah, I couldn't tell you. Um, but for me, like, it was a totally fine, rewatchable yeah. popcorn film. Mm. Um, like, I'd give it, like, a, you know, like a... Six and a half or a seven? I'd probably give it a seven. Mm. Yeah, like definitely like watchable and, and fun. Um, but I'm now like keen to see what else is on your list because if that's like, I don't know, like for me, I'm like, if it's in the top five, that'd probably be, like I would assume that'd be like five. So I'm like, well, what are the next? If you're like, that's number one, I'm like, well, mm. okay, we're going to see what these other dregs that didn't make number one are. Yeah, but, um, I think um, you'll have seen heaps of mine. I'll, I'll, I'll try and mine stuff that you both haven't seen because I think it's just more... You know, like if I just say, oh yeah, Inception or Interstellar. I know you. Mm. I don't think you've seen Inception. I've seen all the Nolan films, oh, okay, but yeah. um, Bettina hasn't seen Inception or Interstellar. I seen, so, yeah. but like The Dark Knight would be my top five. But I wouldn't tell you to watch that. Yeah, I mean, look, we can do a Dark Knight episode. Like uh, right now, I'm kind of going through that thing. I'm like, which one do I assign? Because there are a few that like, like, like there are a few that I'm like, yes, that's definitely there. But you guys have definitely seen it. Like, I'm not gonna be like. Well, Back to the Future this week, guys. Yeah. Like, we'll get to Back to the Future, but we should go for, like, more unusual yeah. ones. I think try and make it something that... It might be harder with you two, because you probably watch a lot of the same mm. start things, but, like, I'll we, try If we can keep stuff. the rule to at least one person hasn't seen it, then mm. that'll make it easy. But, uh, like, I might just have a list and be like, have you guys seen this one? Okay, what about this one? Yeah. Okay, what about this one? Um, but, so, next week, um, are there any comments or anything else you want to say about it? We kind of still developing this segment, so we don't know, like, kind of the ins and outs no, of it No, I mean, but... like, I, look, I, I don't know it... Um, 
well enough to start quoting scene mm. by scene, and I didn't watch it for like this. I don't need to watch it. Yeah, I don't have an opinion on it. But yeah, and um, I was like, like, you have to watch this too. And clearly, you didn't watch it. Yeah. You're like, no, we're gonna watch it. Uh, what is it yeah, about? I don't, that? I don't want to. I don't hate that film. What is it about that film that uh, puts it up as like one of your favorites? Uh, it is just like eminently watchable. It is like mm. it picked me up in a time of hardship. Mm. Okay, when I was going through a breakup, but, and I always have a soft spot for it. There, I don't know why. Just. It was the first time I watched it, and it just like made me feel better. Yeah, I forgot yeah. Some 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 of my ills, you mm. know. Which is actually something we've never talked about. I imagine at some point we will do this. I almost did this for my thirty when I turned thirty. I was like, oh, we should do an episode. We just talk about like what goes into films, and we just didn't have time to record that mm. week because like thirty years of movies. That'd be a cool like podcast episode to do. Uh, but we'll do, maybe we'll do it when you turn thirty. Mm. Um, I'll never turn thirty. But um, but movies like obviously we have a soft spot for them. like they're all like yeah mm. as you know comfort like they they. Security blankets and their mm. comforts and their like these yeah. things that we we go to for all sorts of different things. And it's, if I could say, it's not a, it's not like a serious. It's not like if someone mm. was like Gundy Head, what's the film you got to watch forever? I wouldn't be mm. like, yeah, it's like this or the yeah. Godfather, you know. Yeah. But I, it's just like something that I could watch every like three or four months, mm. you know. Like I own the both of them on mm. Blu-ray, and it's just sort of like you put it in, and it's like two hours later, you just had a really yeah. good time with it. Yeah. Do you? Would you yeah. say that you watch it every year? Like, it's one of those films yeah. that's like, I'm constantly... I probably watch it every year. Yeah, I was thinking about that, because when we did that list, I was like, well, what's it? I was like, trying to like figure out, I'm like, yeah, Hot Fuzz. Like, Hot Fuzz is one of those films that I watch every year without mm. fail. We haven't watched it this year yet, but there's still some time left. <laughs> uh, and Clerks is another one of mine. Like, I watch that one every year without fail. Um, I always kind of, like, there are a few films, and Back to the Future, I think, as well, is another mm. film. And it's ne- mm. Back to the Future is never intentional. It's always on. Like, we're sitting the TV, and like, oh, Back to the Future's on. Let's watch That's it. So cool. Like when we were in Scotland, like we kind of got into, we got to the hotel and the TV. I'm like, oh, back to the future's on. <laughs> yeah. Let's watch that. Yeah. Then, we'll go, yeah. then we'll go to the pub or whatever. Like, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So next week, uh, it's going to be Tina's turn to assign yeah. a movie. Are we? Mm-hmm. Do you have it ready? Are we announcing it now? I think or? I do. Okay. I think I do have it are we, ready. Are we announcing it? I think we can announce it. I mean, look, if Tina yeah, changes her mind, we can. It. She can change her mind. Yeah. Well. I don't think you're going to like this, Nick. That's fine. I'll watch it. Then you have to watch I it. I will watch it. Yep. Um, I'm picking my favourite movie of all time, Amelie. Nice. I have seen Amelie, but it's been a long yeah. time. It's okay. been a long time since I've seen it. Is it, it on well. Netflix? I don't know. I think we have a copy on Blu-ray and DVD, so we can hook yeah. you up. Oh, yeah, that would be yeah. good, because, yeah. like, obviously I would never, ever illegally download <laughs> anything. I thought you were going to say, I would never, ever buy that. <laughs> oh, no, I mean... It's like um, on so many lists of like top yeah, movies, so it's yeah. like I've I always it. wanted to watch I it. I think it like is it's kind of almost like the Citizen Kane of international cinema. Like yeah. it's always up in the top like yeah. five or ten. The mm. only thing that always puts me off is the poster. Is there annoying? The, yeah. yeah, like is yeah, it her haircut yeah. and her smile? Yes, it is. Yes, yeah. it is. Yeah. I remember I saw that and I'm like, that pretentious wank. And then I watched it, I'm like, this is great. Yeah, yeah. it's really good. Mm. It's really, really good. It's awesome. I'm up the for any soundtrack sort of Parisian. is just amazing. Uh, so Parisian. Mm. And it's a mystery as well. Like it's like Yeah, a, and it's romance, it's comedy, it's got everything. Mm. All right. Are we making that a thing where you kind of have to supply it if you... We can do that. Like, I probably yeah. won't... There's, there are very few films that I'll talk about to begin with that I won't own at least one copy of. Like, the thing about... Someone like me is stuff that I like. I probably own multiple copies, yeah, <laughs> so that'll yeah, make yeah. it easier. Um, but we'll try and do it so it's either that or on Netflix. <clears throat> Pardon me, yeah. either owned or on Netflix. Yeah, but we'll yeah. do our best. Um, so, Emily, next week. Um, although we just found out next Wednesday we probably won't be recording, but we'll try and record next week so we can do Emily. Uh, and then, um, I guess next week would be our Christmas episode as well. But I haven't really planned anything. I have a little. I've got like a little quiz I was thinking about doing, but I don't have a huge Christmas. Is thing. it Christmas? Yes or no? Uh, is that the quiz? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, snowflakes falling to the ground. 
Can you smell gingerbread in the air? It's not Christmas. We have this uh, at, at the JB I work at upstairs is a cafe, the mm. one cafe in the shopping centre. Mm. And they've got this like samurai chef from somewhere. And he's like, he makes these like intricate whatever pastries and... And he's making like these precision gingerbread houses, which have to be seen to be believed. Mm. He's just like a master. So, That's awesome. Anyway. I made gingerbread houses once and I was like, this is the hardest thing ever. Never again. I think you made it more than once and it was always really good. Yeah, the gingerbread part's good. Yeah, no, But I, like, put, like, what happened? No, what happens is you make the gingerbread house, you spend hours assembling it and decorating it and that royal icing has to dry and it takes forever mm. because you've got to like... Wait for it to dry before you put attach the next piece. Why don't you make? And then everybody goes, "That's so amazing! I don't want to destroy it." And so then it sits there, not being eaten for like two weeks. And when finally somebody does eat it, they're like, "Oh, it's a bit stale." Because mm. I made it two weeks yeah. ago. That's when you're supposed to eat it. Why don't you make the three little pigs gingerbread house post wolf attacks? It's already just a mess. Destroyed. Yeah. That was my creative solution. Getting very dark. It is getting very dark, yeah. but that's okay because I think the show is about to end. Um, is that a long show or am I dreaming? Uh, we're getting probably close to the two hour mark. Wow. Um, we had a lot of stuff to talk about. This is what happens when we don't talk about. We, and we watched a lot of movies. Mm. That's why I didn't watch a movie today because like, if I watch a movie, I want to talk about it. And I've got like five movies to talk about. Yeah. Um, although this is almost kind of like a Christmas episode. We talk about so many Christmas movies. True. What did we last year? We did top five Christmas movies, didn't we? I think we did. Or was that the year before? I feel like we do Christmas movie themed stuff every year. What else can we do apart from top Christmas episodes? Yeah, I Christmas think episodes. we might. Songs in movies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can't I remember. Like the love actually, I feel it in my. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I think we did do favorite Christmas carols because I thought like I spoke about the heavy metal version of Carol of the Bells, oh, yeah. which is great. Um, that is going to do it for this week's very long but very uh, very satisfying very satisfying episode of Past the Remote thanks for sticking with us for these two hours um, you can find me on all social media at jamescharmer7 you will see photos of dogs and comic books and even excerpts of the thing that I'm writing now because I'm putting up little quotes and stuff just because I need to prove that I'm actually writing something but I don't want to give the plot away uh, you can catch Tina at Tina's Hair and Beauty Do you, have you posted anything recently? No. But still follow her because she's cool. Yeah. And Nick, who is maybe the the heaviest social media user out of all of us. I'm a real wolf on there, right? <laughs> I don't even know what that means. But... <laughs> a real wolf. On all platforms. Yeah, it's better than Darth Seafood, which was the previous name. <laughs> <laughs> that was my... Um... That's what I called myself on Xbox like 15 years ago and it really stuck. What was, was it? Darth? Darth? Darth seafood, like uh, da- <laughs> no. It probably uh, it's probably created at the same time you had that weird like Beatles haircut. Was, uh, oh, I'm glad you've seen photos of that. It was your pro- was LUV. Yeah. Um. Yeah. There you go, guys. We're, we're all awkward for a while. What sort of freaks we are. Uh, so that's going to do it. Next week, we'll fingers crossed be back. We're going to talk about Amelie, and we're going to talk about a bunch more movies. Uh, and maybe some trailers too. Maybe Spider-Man trailer will be out by then. Who knows? Uh, until then, uh, I'm James Chalmers. That was Nick and Tina. Say goodbye, guys. Bye, guys. And we'll catch you next week. <laughs>